0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about some of the recent weapon changes announced by Bungie in their TWAB. If you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. The live streams happen Monday through Friday, and you can also get the uploads at SNTRvideos.com. If you prefer all my content in one location, The Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and SNTR Presents, head to SNTRnetwork.com. So I got three names there for you they're all sntr SNTRNetwork.com has everything so the weapon changes i already did a twab breakdown okay if you want to see me basically read through the entire twab and give kind of like reactions along the way that's a separate video you can go watch it all right it's a weapon change i think it's the weapon change twab or whatever i named it i wanted to zero in on three particular things in this video hand cannons what on earth is going on, rockets, what in the actual frick, and then I want to end by talking about adept weapons. I will say on the outset, this was a little bit of a disappointing twob. I've been holding out hope, not necessarily for an entire weapon overhaul like the Armor 2.0 system, but some level of quality of life change or update to weapons, and seemingly we're not getting anything other than some odd sandbox changes. So first and foremost, let's just talk about hand cannons. I will say it's great to see 110s maybe have some potential of getting some play in PVE by getting updated to 120s. And you know, the guy said he really didn't think that was gonna make that big of a difference, but he found some 120s really uh, really showing up a lot in his loadout. I was always a big fan of the Warden's Law. Everybody told me I was crazy. I just liked the way that it felt. Now I will admit, once I started using a 150, like the Dyer and even some of the 140s before the 150s got a bit of a buff, I really did start to like the faster firing uh, hand cannons it's really hard to go down to a 110 if you've been using a 150 so the fact that they're rolling the 150s into the 140s might make the difference between the 120 140 a little bit not as drastic so you might be able to kind of switch between the two of them and enjoy both both equally but everybody seemed to be a little bit more dead set on seeing 140s rolled into 150s. So they did sort of the opposite of what a lot of us were advocating for. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked how close we got on this one. I mean, I said months ago, I'm not a PVP guy. I'm not like the weapon expert, but I said the only way I see 140s and 150s getting fixed is you roll them into one archetype. 150s are the more popular right now, so just roll everything into 150s. Bungie's logic on this I don't necessarily disagree with it. I'm just sort of saying people aren't happy. Their logic seemed to be pretty reasonable. 150s fire at a rate... Uh, and inefficiency that make it really, really hard for a lot of other weapons to compete. So they thought if we if we roll them down into 140s, 140s will leave more room for, you know, uh, viability of other weapons and other weapon types in the meta. And obviously, all of the hand cannon fans are very unhappy about this because they've spent the last, you know, I don't know, six to nine months getting really good with the, with the feel of a 150. And if you switch to 140, it's going to feel a little bit odd. Now, somebody kind of corrected me this morning that, you know, 140s were meta- for a really, really long time before they'd made some changes and then 150 suddenly became a stronger uh, archetype. And I thought that was, I thought that was, a you know, a fair thing to push back on that, you know, 140s aren't terrible. They actually were pretty good. So I understand their reasoning that they don't want the 150s to be so dominant, but it just seems kind of extreme to some folks that you know 140s are currently not that popular 150s are far more popular so there's a general lack of re- receptivity from the community about this even though it may in the long run be the right decision for overall archetypal balance in the crucible uh it's just not going to be enjoyable for people who got really really used to 150 but now i want to get on a bit of a soapbox rocket launchers I genuinely am, am I, I am at a loss for words of confusion and frustration to really talk about just how stupid this seems to be. It has been forever since rockets have mattered. They're slow, they don't do enough damage, it's easy to miss if even tracking sometimes with the way some of these enemies move, and they just continue to get disappointingly sidelined by Bungie. I mean, whatever they're do- whatever they think adding one or two to reserves is going to do, I am I am just immensely confused here. This is, this is not even... I wouldn't even call this a half measure. That's an insult to the term half measure. This is nothing. Uh, they're too slow. They don't do enough damage. If I empty my rocket at the present time, I am nowhere near the potential DPS output of virtually all other heavy weapons that are available. They're faster. They do more damage. They're quicker at reloading. Like, there's just everything. And I... I don't know what they're doing here. Now there's some theories flying around. Maybe they're gonna have an incredibly ridiculous rocket launcher, and they're doing this so it gets its time to shine. Maybe the catalyst for the Deathbringer is gonna be insane, and they're, they're making sure to do this so it really has its time to shine. All of those are reasonable theories, but at the same time, I'm thinking, I cannot fathom why they've just completely and utterly failed to do anything substantive or meaningful to rocket launchers for literally years. They were meta in year one. Now, I don't even know if they were meta in year one. I think they were meta in year one because there was literally nothing else worth using. As soon as other heavy weapons started showing up that were worth a darn, Rockets just fell by the wayside. So I love that swords got love. I loved when grenade launchers got love. I love when machine guns got to be awesome for like a month. But Rockets... Haven't, have n't just got so many things they need done. They need two in the chamber. I would make grenades and horseshoes intrinsic because it's so easy to miss. I would heavily increase direct impact damage so that when you don't miss and you actually hit them with it, you get a lot more damage. If there's two in the chamber, they're kind of the slow reload, the clunkiness of the rocket launcher, you can make up for it a little bit by being able to, you know, shoot shoot two rockets back to back two years of waiting to only get increased reserves by one or two rockets, depending on inventory stat. Okay. It's just a joke. This is an actual joke and, and maybe it'll make sense once the content comes out, but I truly don't understand what's going on. I, I don't want to get into all the other archetypes and all the other weapons, but I also think scouts are dying for some assistance. I don't think what they're doing with aim assist is going to do anything for scouts, I think the sniper changes they made actually look pretty promising because that's been kind of a problem in in the sniping meta of Destiny. Is it's just very, very easy. So let's go down here and talk about No Weapons 2.0. Uh, I know that a whole overhaul in a Weapons 2.0 was really unlikely to be in a TWAB. It also seemed unlikely, given that the closer we get to the actual launch date of the expansion, they're running out of time to do like a detailed breakdown of what that would look like. I was kind of holding out hope that the update to the Ghosts with the mod slots and the 10 energy levels was at least an indication they'd be doing something to Weapons, okay? However... Everything about Adept Weapons sounds very, very promising. And I'll do a separate video next week. I'm going to break out some of these things into separate videos. I actually really liked what I read about the Adept Weapons, doing it with the mod slot tying some things to master working as well. That's exactly what we were kind of thinking and talking through the other day. How like I would do it with mods. That way you can you cannot make the weapon, you know, purely only good in this area or whatever. It would be attached to a mod. Uh, and then you know the intrinsic appearances really really I think was a a good decision as well. The lack of weapons 2.0 or any substantive weapons update is incredibly disappointing and concerning for year 4 I did not need the weapons to be completely overhauled however you're sunsetting virtually 3 years of loot and weapons and I really thought this was the time to make the year 4 weapons stand out Uh, the armor did that with armor 2.0 I think even the most minor of changes to the weapons would have been a good call and this would have been the time to do it because you're deleting half the game, you're sunsetting a ton of weapons. This was the time to say, hey, we're really going to make all weapons dropping after year four significantly better in a variety of ways. Unfortunately, it seems like everybody's going to feel the pain of if you don't have an adept weapon, those are going to be truly the only weapons worthy of chase. I'm really holding out hope, still, that there is something done to weapons with respect to perk diversity, perk depth, and perk excitement, if not, everyone's going to be basically setting their sights on a flawless trials run, or obviously I would imagine the raid is going to get similar treatment here to its weapon pool. Slightly different and newer perks will just simply not be enough to make weapons feel special amidst all the other changes to Destiny 2 since Shadowkeep and in Beyond Light. Lots of other items in the game and systems are getting overhauled, updated, and made cooler, and if all weapons do is get some slightly new, different perks, and we're all looking for reload and damage-style perks again... I don't think that's going to bode well for the loot grind and the content loop because guns are the primary immersion catalyst to combat in Destiny and I really think they need spiced up. I will say it's a light at the end of the tunnel, seeing them really pull the trigger on making adept weapons truly better and truly awesome, but it could turn into a rich-get-richer scenario. I'm looking at the stats and the stacking we might be able to do. We'll talk about that next week when I break that out as a separate video. Okay. If you're here live, we're about to do the Rageous Roundtable. Also, stick around for later. We'll do Q&A about this and a VIP call-in about this as well, all here on the same stream. If you're listening elsewhere to a past broadcast or an upload, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com or go to sntrnetwork.com for all my content schedules and uploads as always if you're listening or watching in any of the other locations please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents this is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the weapon changes announced in the TWAB We are going to be going through questions submitted by the audience. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast anywhere, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday, sntrlive.com. If you'd rather have the video uploads, go to sntrvideos.com. And we really want to see more and more people using the network website, sntrnetwork.com. If you bookmark it, everything is there. All of my... Videos, the schedules, the watch parties, it's a great tool for the Rageous Roundtable, this show, and repeat theater. So, I'm going to jump right into the questions. Necro with the first one. Says, be honest. Were you expecting that TWAB, or did you believe we'd have something more meaningful, such as tweaking primaries, fixing ammo economy? I like I'm glad this got mentioned in the Rageous Roundtable uh, after show as well because listen I was not expecting an armor 2- 2.0 system to come to weapons you know weapons 2.0 but something more substantive than a couple of bullet points about sandbox changes Ammo economy, you know, what's going on with primaries and secondaries? Are you going to do anything? What We don't even know how stasis weapons are going to work. Where are they going to land? If I want to use a stasis primary, am I going to be stuck with very limited options for secondary weapons? Since right now, when you run an elemental primary, there is this teeny tiny pool of secondaries you can use in the kinetic slot. It really limits your loadout freedom. And I would have loved to have seen some freedom, some quality of life, some flexibility brought to the weapon system. Even if you don't go Weapons 2.0 with mods and leveling up and, and, and some level of customization, not crafting, but some level of customization. I I don't know. To me, I'm like, it. there's got to be... How can we go an entire year and not have them do a single tweak to the weapon system itself? Not only that, we go an entire year and they don't do anything with rockets. I'm, I'm honestly at a loss. Like, I'm wondering, listen, we're in good company here, and I know people are getting sick of it, but we're in good company. A lot of people feel like we don't have a lot of info or a lot of information right now. And if I was to diagnose what's happening, they're working really hard to keep things secret. And because of that, we're getting a bunch of piecemeals. It's like, you're not going to tell us about stasis weapons? You're not going to tell us about... You're not doing anything to the weapon system at all? No updates? Nothing? What about perks? What about perk diversity? What about adept weapons? Cool. Helpful information. But like, I... I don't know. It's like... It's like when you're trying to keep a secret from your friend about a surprise party or something and you have to talk around it. It can be tough sometimes to talk around it and I feel like maybe the TWABs and everything it's, it's like they're talking around something and, and maybe that's what's going on is that they've got a bunch of things that need to be kept under wraps and secret and that's what's happening. Cause... I... I'm not trying to be like a bungee apologist but let me try and spin this positively. Since they've been so weird this time, since they've been so odd in the delivery of information, maybe that's what's really going on. If it was just another expansion, wouldn't they be going into detail? Wouldn't they be giving us details and making it clear what we're getting? They've done season pass calendars before. They've done season landing pages before. Since they're not actually doing that, maybe that is an indication that they've got a bunch of stuff that they're keeping under wraps and hiding. Because if not, that would be the only thing that makes sense of the behavior up to now because it is very different from past years so I'm not trying to spin this all into a positive, I'm just trying to see what's the most likely explanation because if this was just another expansion and it was going to be ho-hum and lackluster then I I feel like the marketing would just be like a normal expansion, normal season it feels more indicative of them keeping things really really close to their chest Doge the weapon sandbox changes only account for PvP changes. Do you think that they are not focused on PvE or that they are hiding the changes until launch? Another question is, what types of mod do you see Strike Adept weapons having? I personally would like a mod allowing a weapon to generate War mine cells. This is, a, this is a lot. So let me take the front half of the question. It did seem interesting to me that... The sandbox weapons TWAB is like all PvP focused. That did feel a little offsided. So maybe that's, maybe that the stasis is adding a whole new element to the weapons discussion and they don't want to talk about it yet. Um, and as, you know, Christine is pointing out, Luke Smith said they're keeping their cards close to their chest. So it's like it, it, it could be more indicative of that. Like, why did you only talk about weapon adjustments with respect to PvP? The, listen, the irony is is a little staggering if you think about it. PVP is usually not the focus like at all of an expansion it, it, because that they, they they don't get anything. They're not getting any new maps and then when they finally decide to talk about sandbox, it's only with regard to PVP. It's real that that aspect is actually really interesting if you think about it. Usually the runway to an expansion, PVP doesn't get a lot of attention like this or if they do, it's packaged in with everything else. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's why um, I was five minutes behind, so here's my penance. By the way, Rage Cage sounds awesome. Thank you, Dan, for the five spot. So you know, I don't know. It it it, do, it does seem strange that they they almost purely focused on PvP aspects of the of the changes to the weapons. Um, another question is, what types of mod would you see for Strike Adept mods having? And then you said one that would generate War Mine cells. I think you're going down the right pathway with your suggestion of ma- having a weapon that's adept that has a mod that can generate war mine cells. And I'm going to say something I've said a lot, right? I want the weapon to do something. What does this weapon do, right? What does this weapon do? And I and I said, you know, picture weapons is more of like a spell caster. It's like it's casting a spell. And that's how I'm looking at this situation is if you make a weapon spawn war mine cells or do things like that in the game that that has nothing to do with crucible you know nothing to do with crucible and it clearly has a pve benefit So that's the route I think you're taking the exact route that I would take. Because I've continued to say, homogenize weapons on their reload and their damage output, so we're not all worried about reload speed perks and damage perks. No, no, no. Make them all very samey with respect to that, and then have the mods actually modify the weapon to make it do something different. And then adept weapons even more so. I feel like this year we didn't have E3, Gamescom interview, or a vid doc. All of these... Uh, could have given a better picture. Well, they did stuff for Gamescom though, um, and we actually got a decent amount during Gamescom. E3, yeah, definitely was was a normal was a normal summer marketing circuit that didn't take place. But I don't necessarily think that's a, that's that's cause for concern. They could have easily done um, a, a pre-recorded vid doc or something. Uh, you know, they could have done a pre-recorded stream in quotations, right? You know, they they did they did uh, some stuff, some filming and stuff, and Mark Noseworthy and Luke Smith, or, you know, where they were like six or seven feet apart or whatever. Um, so, an hour ago, they said, it's almost time to explain. So, they tweeted an hour ago, and they said, it's almost time to explain. So... Maybe we'll get a vid doc today. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, maybe they're just being cheeky because it's Festival of the Lost stuff. Um, it would be great if we actually got a, uh, a an explanation. Maybe they are dropping hints about vid doc or something. It'd be weird for the vid doc to drop on a Friday, but man, oh man, would I take something right now? I think vid doc is next week or the week after. I don't think it's today, but I don't know that again could that's just be a that could be a scheduled tweet because it, it looks more like it's focused on um you know vessel of the lost I know it's a stranger reference quote from D1 but again it, it could then be them being cheeky about the stranger and the vessel of the lost if it's almost time to explain um you know I don't know I'm not gonna put a lot of stock into that tweet <laughs> Mr. Hanbrolo. The bulk of the changes were focused on hand cannons with very minor tweaks to everything else. There are big gaps in the PvE changes and some weird ones to Ruinous Effigy. Do you believe they are withholding larger changes until after the raid race? You know, maybe the Ruinous Effigy was going to cause issues with Stasis. I don't think we've thought about that yet because Stasis is all about like uh, slow freeze shatter. And with the slow, with the slow freeze shatter ele- element, maybe ruinous effigy was was too strong or was going to do something to to break certain PVE encounters. Um, so we have to consider the ruinous effigy existing in a world of stasis at the same time, because it presently doesn't, and maybe that led to some of the changes. Um, you know, maybe they're thinking ahead. Maybe there's encounters in the raid. Maybe there's encounters or activities that it was going to mess with. I'm not actually sure. Uh, so, I... As far as the lack of PvE changes, again, we just said moments ago that it's, it, it could be... It could be that they are continuing to uh, to, to hold things real close so we're getting half of the story, you know? It's like... It's like we're on a scavenger hunt, and we have we like have half of the list. So so many things don't make sense. If I was going to send you on a scavenger hunt to get a bunch of things so that we could grill out and have a cookout, and you had half of the list, so you were like, okay, paper plates and uh, mustard and solo cups what what am i doing what is this you might be like this doesn't make any sense but then when you see you know the hamburger buns and the hot dog buns and the hot dogs and hamburgers like everything lands and the list is complete you're like oh well now the mustard makes sense now the paper plates make sense now the tablecloth makes sense." like there are elements to to a list like that you'd be like none of this makes any sense or why would i need this or why are you doing that? It, it we could be in a scenario where we have half of the shopping list, and we're like, "What on earth are we going to be making here? What are we going to be doing?" Um, I don't know. There's your food analogy. Previous twabs were massive and comprehensive. Yeah, I, you know, it. Uh, I would, I would just at this point, the only thing we can do is wait. You know, we can express the concern and the worry, and then just kind of wait. You know. Chef, it was interesting that they mentioned the adept weapons here in this toi. but it seems like there won't be any new weapons next season. Uh, are they just adept weapons, though? Uh, the new weapons are supposed to arrive in Trials the following season, which is Season 13, and adept weapons are landing in Trials and should also be, I, I think it's safe for me to assume there'll be some level of adept adeptness to the raid weapons if Bungie's considering adding adept weapons to the strike playlist in the future then I can't see the raid not having the same treatment that the trials flawless chest is getting um so I we in 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 Forsaken we had an entire weapon pool for the Tangled Shore an entire weapon pool for the Dreaming City and then an entire weapon pool for the raid you know so three separate weapon pools alright in many respects this is more expensive so i would hope that we're gonna get a weapon pool for the planet a weapon pool for the raid a weapon pool for an activity and and then that's it and then the season comes in and has its own pool of stuff like at the very least the expansion should have a pool for the planet a pool for an activity and a pool for the raid i'd go even so far to say annually there should be a pool update for Gambit, Crucible, and 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 Strikes, but I don't think we're going to get it. I'm actually really concerned about that. I'm that is a giant question mark for me. Luke Smith says he wants to reinvigorate the core activities. Okay, how are you doing that? Like I said on the on the on the Rages Roundtable, I am looking for the vid doc to cast a vision for what Year Four will look like. What will what are are you going to make good on your director's cut? promises and talks you need to cast a vision for where we're going it's not a trailer it's not a twab it's not a stream it's a vid doc to be like here's what we've been doing here's where we're setting our sights and this is what year four should look like feel like this is this is the season you know rhythm and blah 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 if i don't have a grasp of that after the vid doc i'm going to be kind of confused as to what the point of the vid doc is to be honest so i've got my eyes set on that more than anything now Table JFK, any thoughts on the rocket launcher change? In my opinion, it's not enough, and they should look back at the design of the Wrath of the Machine rocket. What? Where its perks allowed the rockets in the tube, maximum reload, and the mag was empty for decent DPS. Your memory of the Wrath of the Machine rocket and my memory are vastly different. I don't remember that thing being worth a darn at the time uh, for damage. There was the Warpath from Dead Orbit and the Galley. Uh, and then obviously there was Sleeper as well, and Whisper and, oh, I'm sorry, Spindle uh, for certain places. Rockets back then weren't in the greatest place. The rocket itself had cool things about it, and the machine gun from Wrath had some cool things about it as well, but they weren't actually that great. But I agree with the front side of what you're saying. What they're doing to rockets is like, nothing it's almost like they shouldn't even have mentioned them i think i would have rather them been like i would have rather been like wow they didn't do anything (laughs) they didn't do anything to rockets once again instead of like oh yay they finally did something with rockets and i hate it like what (laughs) it's it's nothing um it's it's why bother why even bother messing with the lines of code (laughs) you know why even bother they could have added it and we wouldn't even notice, right? They could have done it and no one would have known. They'd be like, "Did I always have eight rockets?" Eh, who cares? And then move on with their day, uh, you know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It does. It just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like it was a, uh, a <laughs> even worthy of note. Is how I would put it, I guess. <laughs> uh... Clap for you. This TWAB was basically an eye-opener for PvP players that things are going to feel a bit different. The lack of progression to weapons was minimal for those who don't play PvP. Do you feel this is going to hurt the PvE players? I mean, I actually don't think these things are connected, truly. Um I I, I think PvE players are the ones that are kinda like, what's going on? You know, what have we been what have we been doing? You know, all this time. We're waiting and we're waiting for these changes, and you know and listen they did say it's a sandbox preview it says at the at the end there's more to come the only reason i'm not putting a lot of stock in that clickfire is they've always said that and then when the sandbox notes drop they've made like microscopic tweaks to other weapons that don't really matter they highlight the big changes and then the sandbox is like yeah we added a 0.5% reduction to recoil to pfft, and you're like i don't care about that i'm not even going to notice like usually the sandbox Patch notes are actually extensive, that is correct. But the things that get omitted from the TWAB, it usually makes sense why they were omitted because they're not that substantive. You're just like, who cares about that? You know, that's that's pretty uh That's pretty That's pretty minor. So I'm not gonna put a bunch of stock in the fact that like, oh, they've got some bangers saved up. I mean, maybe they're gonna put on display Hey, we did this with the 120 hand cannons, and we added these cool perks that'll only drop on 120s. And you're really going to feel the effect in PVE. There could be that. There could be elements to PVE changes and, and adjustments that we haven't seen yet. I, the community manager's response to Chevy is concerning. It's like he didn't he didn't tell him, "Oh, we've got some good things in store." The PVE sandbox has got some good things coming he like asks him for feedback like I don't understand why wouldn't you say oh you haven't seen the whole picture yet like that was a perfect opportunity for a community manager from Bungie to say hey you're inquiring about the PVE sandbox we have a lot more on the way that should answer some of your questions he doesn't say that he asks him for feedback on the PvE sandbox. I'm like, excuse me? M- excuse me, B? Like, what? Like,. You've had a year to collect our feedback. What do you mean? What, the expansion's right around the corner. What is he? What is Chevy gonna put in a tweet that contributes to the conversation? Like, he's a smart guy and plays a lot of PVE, but when I saw Chev's responses, I was like, it was mostly centered around high-level speedrunning PVE gameplay that has nothing to do with what the rest of us think. So it's just like, I don't know. That That whole Twitter exchange is just kind of odd to me. I would have expected a community manager to be like, "Oh, you've not, we've not, we haven't even shown you the whole picture yet. Just wait, you know, just wait." Agent Atwood says we need 15 more likes for a thousand likes. Let's have another thousand like day. We've had a ton of them this week. I don't know, dude. That Twitter exchange was weird. Whiskey Zero, uh, hey Lono overall an informative TWAB it's not quite, uh, what many of us expected, with that in mind what info can quell the disgruntled and undecided in the coming weeks keep on keeping on, I think the biggest thing they need to do, is cast that vision you know they need to cast that vision what's the vision for year 4 I, I need to have a feeling of where we're going, um cause I don't have that right now You know, it does say that they are waiting to see how stasis plays out. So I doubt abilities or supers will be changed. Oh, yeah, I don't expect that. I did not expect them to mess that much with our existing supers and abilities that I'm that I'm actually uh, fine. Um, So, you know, that I um, that I'm fine with. I wasn't thinking that they were going to do much with it, you know. Uh, civic says do you think it's possible uh, did I answer that last question yeah that's what we that's what I think we need we need that vision cast for for year 4 um, do you think it's possible that Bungie held off on doing more weapon or ability subclass changes until after beyond light launches so they can see how all the stasis stuff plays out I mean that is a that is a potential situation that we're looking at here that they know stasis weapons and stasis abilities are really going to knock our socks off. So they're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. You're not going to need basic weapon changes. There's going to be so many amazing things you're going to be doing. It's not going to be that important. Um, That is certainly a possibility. I would have loved to see some logistical changes, though. Like I said a little bit ago, if I have to run a stasis primary, which then means I have to run a kinetic secondary, I'm going to be pretty ticked off. I don't like doing that. Just bring back true elemental primaries so if I want to run an, a stasis primary, I can still run my my trace rifle or a fusion. Make fusions not be so terrible in PvE. You know? They need more ammo. Um, they need to probably do a little bit more damage. I don't know. I Right now, it's like if, if, if they add stasis weapons and you want to run a stasis primary, look at how limited you are for kinetic secondary options. Like this is these are questions I have. These are to me these are foundational flaws in the weapon system since forsaken that if I want to run an elemental primary, it shrinks my build options immediately. And what does an elemental primary really and truly do? Not much. So I'm trading a ton of build control for like the most marginal of benefits. Oh hey, I can now shoot a void shield and pop it quicker oh my gosh be still my beating heart what an amazing power exchange let me do that and then I get to use one of two shotguns or one of two snipers that are kinetic secondaries and obviously the wither horde has gotten center stage for a lot of people but again that's narrow build choice it's narrow build choice thank you guys for a thousand likes keep it going the whole syringe. Are you concerned that Bungie is leaving many weapon types untouched? Pulses, Scouts, Fusions, Bows, Grenade Launchers, ETC. It seems that this expansion's half-baked, even with the delay. I, Like I said, do, it does! It's like, where's the rest? Where's the rest? Now listen, it's already been stated in chat that this is a preview. Okay, so maybe all these other things are getting touched. I, I, I don't know i don't know you know maybe they are maybe they are it, it, it just it, it it does seem very light though and it does seem mega pvp focused it does han solo says why do you think they absolutely refuse to touch rockets and scouts maybe rockets is because Gallahorn and d1 but i don't understand why they won't fix scouts I don't think scouts can be fixed. Nobody agrees with me on this. I think scouts will forever suck and be the stepchild in the weapon pool. I'm serious. They will never make scouts viable in PvE. Just write that down. I don't think they will. Rockets, my 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 spinfoil conspiracy theory is that they want to bring back the Galahorn in Witch Queen, and they're going to make they're going to make rockets suck all the way until then. So when it's like the era of the rocket launcher or the era of the Galahorn Returns, it'll be so much sweeter because we will have not used rockets for literally three or four years. Um, So I don't think they're ever going to pull scouts out of the garbage can. I don't. I think double primary and the initial game design ruined that opportunity. And I think scouts are trash. And I think bows made it impossible for there to be any room at that, at that echelon of combat style, um bows are more agile they do similar damage output um, and they just seem better at that, uh, that job and pulses are more forgiving and pulses can do really, really good hip fire for mid-close range when something bum-rushes you, there's just too much aggro, too much, I called it ankle-biting, there's so many enemies just shove right up your nose, and I don't know. I would just get rid of them. Um, like I said on the podcast, take the slowest firing scouts and turn them all into bows. Take the mid-range firing scouts and turn them all into pulse rifles. Turn all of the high rate of fire scouts and turn them all into auto rifles. So the scout rifle takes its takes evolves into all of its rifle counterparts, and then we don't need them anymore. I I just I don't know. I don't think we need scouts. I don't think they can get scouts into a good place people disagree with my radical position that's fine i expect that it's a very radical position to be like just get rid of the entire archetype but i said they should fold 140s into 150s and they're kind of doing that just in the other direction they're rolling 150s into 140s it's 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 not that radical if you really think about it it really isn't it's it's it isn't Manny Smalls says with 140 intrinsic perk not br- bringing anything to the table the merge between 140 and 150 leaves a bitter taste we're losing the TTK values in lightweight and lightweight intrinsic do we see hand cannon users jumping ship and 600 AR being the only viable option somebody made a really good point this morning that 140 hand cannons kind of ruled the day before 150s uh got an inadvertent buff and then 150s made it impossible to run a 140 so with 150s disappearing, the primary reason that folks stopped using 140s is disappearing. So that could mean 140s get their power back, their leverage back, their placement in the in the the meta could return. Um and and auto rifles are getting touched, by the way. Auto rifles are getting messed with. So, um I I don't know if that's if you know how much is that going to do, you know, how much is that going to do to the to the meta? We'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, it. At the end of the day, it always swings. The meta always swings in Destiny. So more than likely, you're going to see a lot of sunshot. You're going to see a lot of thorn, and beyond that, it's tough to make predictions. Horn Joe. Why shouldn't Bungie let a few subfamilies of weapons stand out each season, then let others stand out the following season? We could farm a subfamily knowing it would have its day one day. They kind of already do this. They kind of already do this. Um, so I would say this is their been their kind of their marching orders for the last four years or so. Yeah, uh, with with they They call it at one point I think they called it like seasons of dominance or something like weapons having like a season of dominance or something um so I wouldn't expect that to change anytime soon. I would expect that to uh to continue and for it to feel like things just kind of rotate around and shift around uh and the and the and the lack of uh the lack of consistency with the meta being like oh it's always gonna be like this I don't even know if that's a reasonable expectation anyway for. Um, you know, is, would that, would that even be possible long-term? Um, is that, is that even, is that even something that, that a shooter that's been out for this long could do? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's always going to be a bit of a rotating, you know, rotating meta, and some of the high-level guys are already saying that 140 hand cannons and other weapons are still going to be be uh, huge because of peak shotting. Um, so, I would expect that probably to continue. Um, so, next question is from Animus. With the nerf to Ruinous effigy seemingly coming out of nowhere, do you feel this is confirmation that the enemy density we've seen in the trailers will persist in the live game as you've speculated? I definitely think it's related to that. I don't think it's like the only reason, but I certainly think it's related because if they're going to really really try and, you know, overwhelm you with enemy count so that you really lean on stasis for slowing and controlling enemies, I would expect them to say, "All right, the you know, the ruinous effigy is taking too much of a center stage here. It's is outshining stasis." Cuz stasis is supposed to slow and control. And I would just expect if that's if that's what they're going for then ruinous effigy stands to be a bit of an you know an interference with that. You know, in 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 general in general I think ruinous effigy was doing what stasis fields are kind of supposed to do. Uh, when they outlined what a stasis field does, they basically said a stasis field is to, you know, slow and and over time uh, freeze and do damage. And that's essentially what the, the Ruinous Effigy kind of does um, at the present time. Because they they give you the ability to, like, run into a group and just kind of passively hurt all the people around you. And that's what stasis fields are supposed to do. If you look at the one hunter subclass, like, when he throws his super out and, like, it hits and it lands and little tornadoes are going out, that's kind of what the, you know, the Ruinous Effigy does. And maybe, I also said this, it's also possible that... They they looked at ruinous effigy stacking on top of stasis and slowing and freezing and shattering and maybe it was causing problems. Uh, that's also a possibility as well. Um, sorry, I forgot to change the thumbnail and the title of the stream after the Round Roundtable is over. Probably should have done that. Uh, you know, so there's a variety of of things that could be speculated here. I do think you're right, and I do think that the 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 the, the 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 abundance of the enemies and what they're going to try to do with enemy density is certainly related to what's going on I really really do I think that they're 100% related Magna Defenda says with the introduction of adept weapons in Trials but adept armor coming later do you think it's possible we won't get adept raid weapons or hard mode raid until after the season as well possibly during a season with less content I got news for you, they've had all this time, if they don't put adept weapons or standout weapons in the raid at launch, people will justifiably be pretty ticked off. We were promised that sunsetting would bring loot hierarchy. If you don't make good on that promise, expect there to be sharp and well deserved criticism. (laughs) And to your second part of your question. I would love it if they did a normal mode and then a hard mode in season 13 where you go in with your adept weapons and your builds and there's either better versions of the guns and the armor or new mods that you couldn't get until now maybe you grind for the weapons, get the weapons, get the god roll that you want and then the mods drop later or something to really capstone them and make them awesome I don't know, know, maybe you have vanity items and decorative items land later as well to really capstone, oh you got all your stuff now you can make it look cooler um I don't know. Um, I think Lono will hang with him if the raid doesn't have good loot. Ow. Wait, what? What do you mean by that, Ashton? Did you type that in the wrong way? I, I'll be... I will be furious. Um, I don't know. Did we miss this in the TWAB? Two weeks ago, we began a conversation about sandbox tuning in Beyond Light. What do they mean we began a conversation? Where do they begin that conversation? I don't know. I... I... I cannot imagine. See, this is why I, I really think people need to grasp this part of the conversation. Okay? This is why we are all saying what the frick is going on. You're sunsetting three years worth of loot, practically. Not all of it, but almost three entire years worth of loot. You took 50% of the game out. Four planets and the entire Leviathan. The menagerie the crown of sorrows, the scourge of the past rate, you're, you are ripping enormous pieces of content out in sunsetting weapons and we're sitting here getting like sparse details about how adept weapons will work in trials. It's like, we were promised a reinvigorated core activities. We were promised a refueling of aspiration. We were promised loot hierarchy, which is why you were sunsetting. We were promised that, you know, there would be, there would be the greatest hits would come out of the DCV and there was technical reasons and good reasons for them to yank all this content out. And it's like, listen, man, we're, we're really trusting right now that all those things happen because right now you've not really given a single announcement about any of the major things. Of all the things that Luke Smith outlined in his director's cut, where are the answers to all those questions? How are you refueling aspiration? Don't know. How are you establishing loot hierarchy since that was the impetus for sunsetting? We don't know. How are you reinvigorating core activities? We don't know. How are you getting rid of FOMO with the seasonal content? What's the seasonal format going to look like as it evolves? We don't know. Don't you see? Luke Smith lines up all these expectations in his director's cuts, and all of those boxes are still a question mark. They're still a question mark. We have no idea what it's all going to look like. None of those things have been answered. Stop telling me I'm asking for too much. He's the one who wrote the director's cut about year four. That's why I'm looking to the vid doc. I'm looking to the vid doc. Come on, man. How are you fixing all these things? Also, until next week, thankfully we know what's coming next week. Next week is progression and economy. Those are also questions that we had. What's happening to all the materials from the planets that are leaving? What's leveling going to look like? Leveling's been a pain in the butt. What are you doing with the artifact? What are you doing with bounties, man? So, you know, I really, really hope, I really, really hope that we get all this info because he's the one that said all that in the director's cut you know he doesn't even know what things will look like make promises that may not be able to keep well I mean I don't know I don't, I don't know if I agree with that he's casting the vision so he went to all these departments and said we need to reinvigorate the core activities we need to create loot hierarchy we need to restructure leveling he goes to all those project leads and cast that vision it's on them man they better get the work done you know if he made all that clear for year 4 well then they better freaking deliver cause we're all expecting something in each and every one of those categories and I am not being unreasonable when I say that because he's the one he is the one that set those expectations not me I am always hard on this when someone sets their own expectations I call them on them, I'm like now hang on a minute you are setting your own expectations when people wanted all the marketing and all the info in September, I was like hang on a minute you set those expectations you did, not not Bungie in this particular scenario I am going purely based off of expectations set by Luke Smith I'm not losing faith in him until after the content's delivered I'm not I'm not going to slam him when we don't have the content yet I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to slam him. I'm going to let the content land. We still have a couple of weeks. We still have a vid doc. But I'm like, I'm concerned. I'm not losing faith or walking away or throwing my hands up. I'm just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There is still a lot of things I'm not clear on that were, that, were, that were promised for year four. Now, I'm being fair, right? What's one thing I don't bring up at all and I keep it off on the sideline? transmog. Why? Because the expectation they set for transmog, it was still in the conceptual phase and it would land later in year 4. So, I have not once brought up transmog. Um, you know, I haven't. And that's why. Because they set the expectation that transmog would not be something on the front burner. So, Vexler. I've seen several content creators read this TWAB is aimed at Crucible. People want to see what is being done to evolve PvE. Do you think that Bungie's constant need to outweigh the needs of Crucible over the advancement of PvE content is hurting the game as a whole and would be uh, and what could be done to fix it? Well, see no, that's the grand irony, is that they they usually don't focus that much on Crucible. Uh, so this does feel like a bit of a mismatch, to be honest. It doesn't feel like they, this is not the typical, uh, this is not the typical marching orders. Typical marching orders at this stage of the game is they talk about all the PVE stuff. So, I, I I don't really agree with this take. I don't think Crucible's hurting Destiny anymore. They're not even adding any new matches. I'm sorry, maps. No new maps, no new game modes in year four, or at least in Beyond Light. I don't know I, I don't how anybody could look at Beyond Light and be like, yeah, dude, Crucible's really causing the problems. They're barely giving Crucible anything. We don't even know if the Crucible loot pool is getting an update. We don't even know if you play Crucible day in, day out, what loot are you going to get? We have no idea what they're doing. We don't. Is all that going to matter? Are, are you going to care about is trials? Like, what? Come on. Gilly in the Mist. Do you think that there is a reason they've talked about the world loot pool and blues? Oh, they haven't talked. So far, all we've heard is the weapon twab should have talked about them. Yeah, I mean, this is well timed with the last question. What are they doing? You know? I, 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 you know, are they, what are they doing? (laughs) Because if I can get the same weapons in Crucible, Gambit, and Strikes, regard there—it's all the same pool of weapons. You just made them all equal, which means if you make them all equal, there's literally no reinvigoration. If I can run strike after strike after strike, seven or eight minutes, seven or eight minutes, or seven or eight minutes, seven or eight minutes, blah 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 blah. You know, why am I ever going to go run Gambit or Crucible? Unless, of course, I like those those those. You know those those uh, pools, those activities. I just I don't know. It feels really, 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 really uh, concerning that we don't even know if they're re if they're if they're not even reissuing. That's the wrong word. Are they doing anything with the loot in those pools? Is there going are there going to be new gambit weapons? Are there? Are you gonna go run Gambit and not get new weapons? You're just gonna get a generic world loot pool? Isn't that gonna feel kind of weird? Isn't that gonna feel like the opposite of reinvigoration? Eternal Darkness. With what Bungie did with 150s turning into 140s, the dumb rocket change and the nerf to Effigy, it feels like Bungie is completely disconnected with what was being asked by the community. But nothing about PvE is a little odd. Love to hear your thoughts. I'm curious if this is more related to stasis than anything the more we talk about this and the more that I try to come up with a valid theory uh, you know or a viable theory as to what's going on I feel like stasis has to be playing a part here they haven't showed us a single stasis weapon as far as like understanding what it does like they've shown us them using stasis weapons in generic combat scenarios but we have no idea what that's gonna bring to the weapon pool we don't uh, am I going to go into year four and want to use a stasis weapon and be like, well, there's two or three shotguns to choose from and two or three sniper rifles to choose from as my secondary. And then there's Izanagi's and wither horde. Like, is that it? Are those my options? Cause if I run a kinetic primary, there's fusion rifles, there's trace rifles, there's lots of different shotguns. There's, uh, there's, there's sniper rifles. Um, and then there's the single fire grenade launchers. Uh, you know what I mean? like, I don't know. It's like it, it it am I gonna go to use a stasis primary and feel that? Like that super limiting thing? Maybe that's why they haven't talked about that aspect of weapons, cause stasis weapons are gonna completely change the weapon, you know logistics. I don't I don't know, dude. Doctor Slay I'm seeing mainly nerfs in the Twab. The sandbox is already pretty punishing in, in high end activities. How do you find? I uh, think these nerfs will affect the overall power fantasy feel of the game. Um, we knew that the we knew that the um, the guillotine was going to get targeted. I think the guillotine and swords are still going to feel absolutely stellar. Like, they say they're nerfing the heavy attack. Well, right now, get a god roll guillotine and just spam light attack. It's still stupidly strong. It's just dumb. Even even if you don't use heavy attack. A heavy attack is still going to be really, really good on a god roll. Because you're buffing the damage with the light attacks. It's still going to be excellent, okay? You can spam light attack to your heart's content and it's still one of the strongest heavies in the freaking game. Like, it's just... Swords are dumb, okay? And I'm fine with that. But I think swords will be okay. Um... I think grenade launchers could afford to be buffed a little bit. I think rocket launchers need to be completely retuned and buffed. Machine guns need their damage brought back up against bosses because no one freaking uses them anymore. Um, you know, linear fusions could afford to have a lot more ammo probably, um, given that they're. I think they're in a decent spot, but I would give them a slight damage bump and then way more ammo. Um, I don't know. I think you could cut machine gun ammo in half and give them their damage against bosses back or something. Um, there's just, I don't know I could rattle off every heavy weapon right now and give you ideas on how to change them, so it's weird that like they're doing literally nothing to heavy other than a change to rockets which is arguably stupid and then a change to guillotine that we all saw coming, I'm like okay, anything else? anything at all? you know? I don't know why would you use a machine gun for a boss there for ad clearing? We've had this debate before, Kelia. Why am I going to use my most powerful slot for ad clearing? Ad clearing can be done with a blue weapon to great effect in in 90% of the content. It makes no sense to to relegate my strongest power slots to ad clearing, which is the lowest level of combat need in the game. It's it's I, I can throw I can have a really good uptime on my on my area of effect grenades for ad control, like. Yeah, xenophage is great, but that's an exotic that like that it need it should be. That would be like saying grenade launchers need a buff, and you being like, "But the anarchy's is awesome." Well, yeah, of course it is. Like, I don't, I don't know. You might be running Izzy and a bow for overload, and then you need a reliable ad clearing weapon. I, I just think there's a perfect hierarchy in the weapon system, and that heavies should be for the heavier enemies, the the the, the enemies with like the you know, the, the, that, are, that are strong. And you could cut machine gun ammo in half and make it a decent mini boss boss killer. I don't know. Earthos. We should have a good weapon chase in year four with two raids, a dev weapons and stasis weapons. Are you worried that the seeming lack of new perks will kill the chase? This is always my focus when we talk about weapons being more interesting. Like, you can do a logistical change to weapons that I would like to see. You could do an armor 2.0 system to the weapons to create more of a layer of customization and freedom so that I don't feel like this is an absolute waste of my time, you know, uh, paying attention to this, right? However, however, if the perks don't get more interesting, then, then who cares? You know what I'm saying? Who cares if the perks are the same perks? If I'm still chasing reload and damage perks, you know, everything else will feel like window dressing. It just won't matter that much. Esoteric uses LMGs for his solo runs, so yeah. So taking a non-normative example makes my argument stronger. If Esoteric uses a machine gun for solo runs, you're making my point for me. That is the most non-normative most anomalous way of playing the game. That's an example of why machine guns are in a terrible spot. Nobody's using them unless they're doing something really strange like that. Like I and that's solo running a grandmaster nightfall, which is some of the worst PvE content they've ever made. It's so imba- it's so imbalanced and so slapped together. Like I, weapon design and weapon balance should not be balanced around SO running solos. Like that's not how you balance or design weapons. <laughs> that's a terrible way to design stuff like you're you're using a, an anomalous example all I'm saying is is if you go through all of the heavy weapons they all need to be tuned and given adjustments and what we got was a nerf to a particular sword that we knew was coming and we got a change to rockets which is arguably stupid so it's like Heavy weapons are just, like, in a really odd place. Linear fusions don't feel like they're worth using either. Grenade launchers are weaker than they used to be. And machine guns for ad clearing? Give me a freaking break. Like, who is doing that other than Esso? Or, I'm sure in some grandmasters it's helpful, but again, I just... That that doesn't seem like the appropriate way to create... To create, uh... uh you know, weapons. And to be fair... To be fair... I could get my buff on a machine gun against a boss, and you could still use it against trash ads in a grandmaster. Like you could still make that combat decision. I was doing that with when to go in the nightmare hunts. I was using that grenade launcher for non-DPS environments to, to, to you know, blind tanky enemies or get damage on a big group. I mean, you know, problem with linear fusions is that they are heavy weapons that do special weapon damage. Yeah, I just, yeah, there, I think you could probably turn linear fusions, yeah, you could probably turn them into a, a special weapon, but then they would just be a sniper, so I don't know. That would feel like the bow scout situation, where bows are stepping on scouts' toes, so scouts don't get any play right now, and linear fusions would do the same thing, like they would step on snipers' toes, in PvE especially, not really in PvP, I wouldn't think. The charge time would throw everything off. Darksider. While I like the changes in the TWAB, this TWAB still feels like Bungie is trying to not hype uh, Beyond Light, and I'm starting to reach a point where no matter what Bungie reveals, I won't be hyped anymore. Do you feel there's a point where no matter what Bungie does, it will be a letdown? It's, after the vid doc, I'll be able to answer this question better. Because I think those of us that have been around for a long time, like, trailers are like a bottle rocket. They're a big, flashy explosion that's here and gone real quick been there, done that. We know you can make a killer trailer. We know that. No one's ever going to doubt their ability to make a dope trailer, right? So the rest of us are sort of like, alright, what else do you got, you know? And that's where I think the vid doc's going to come in. I remember when they did the vid doc for the entire year of Forsaken, and they talked about the Drifter, and they talked about Opulence. Well, no, Opulence was redacted at that point. It was called Penumbra. It was going to be, um... Season of, uh... Season of the Gamble? No, frick, what was it? Because it was... Black Armory was Season of the Forge, and Forsaken was Season of the Outlaw, and then Drifter was, like, Season of the... Oh, Joker's Wild! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. It was, uh... What was... Yeah, it was Joker's Wild, and then it was Penumbra. What was the Black Armory season called? I forget. Um, yeah, Penumbra was changed a Season of Opulence. Was it just called Black Armory? It was Season of the Forge, but it had a title. Season of the Forge, Season of the Drifter, Season of Opulence. Every single one of those seasons had like a title. Joker's Wild, Penumbra, and it was it. it might have been Black Armory. Um, so, yeah. Hilly Heat. The TWAB indicated that Sunshot may have some time to shine and be on light. Considering this was part of vanilla D2 quest, is this an indication of lacking in weapon evolution? Well, exotics transcend. They always do. So if Bungie suddenly gave a lot of love to scouts, Mida would come back out of retirement. If Bungie really gave Linear Fusion some love, you know, the, the sleeper might come out of retirement. So... I I think what they're doing to the hand cannons just naturally takes a transcendent, always viable exotic and suddenly has it kind of rise to the surface. Um, I think at a a weapon design level, whenever you create an exotic, that's got to be hard if you think about it. You're creating a weapon that's supposed to be able to sort of transcend every era every activity and always have like this sense of oh it's it's an exotic it's really really good and i think that is a really really challenging thing to do because it, that's why they're doing sunsetting right they're doing sunsetting cuz having weapons that are viable for for like forever becomes pretty problematic. Look at what the effect that had on legendary weapons. Legendary weapons are super super samey. They're all very very samey. They're all very very similar and it feels like part of that is because they are part of that is because they are always considering the weapon leaving its lane or being problematic in the future. A great example of this is the Touch of Malice. The Touch of Malice was going to single-handedly ruin the Wrath of the Machine raid because the Touch of Malice could do things and could hit damage thresholds that were arguably kind of absurd when you did the uh, Weapons of Light and the Weapons of... uh, Um... It was weapons weapons and blessing, wasn't it? You ran two bubbles and you would come out of the shield and you'd have your overshield and then you'd be able to have the the, the touch of malice not hurt you while getting the increased damage that's supposed to. So you had blessings of light and weapons of light sort of creating a a perfect storm, right? Well, there... To prevent that from happening with legendary weapons, they made legendary weapons pretty boring for most of the life of D2 because you can take any legendary from year one, year two, or year three and take it into the raid and it's not a problem. They're all basically the same. You can take the hand cannon from Leviathan, the Midnight Coup, you can take the Nation of Beasts from The Last Wish, and you can take the gospel from Garden of Salvation, and none of them feel that different from each other. They're all virtually the same weapon. They all have virtually the same, you know, efficiency, um, you know. And then that is uh, that's just going to continue to be a, to be a way that they set those up. So they put out the Stranger's little forty second trailer. Um, so maybe that's what that tweet was about earlier about you know almost time to explain we've already had those those things have been live on the, on the website for a while so they just I guess they're deciding to, uh, to tweet them out it's weird that they put them on the website on Bungie like three days ago and only now they're tweeting them out I mean I know we found them unlisted that doesn't really count right um, it is, it's weird that they would put them on the website first you know what I mean um, I don't know. Noble, with the last question, what changes would you may uh, have made to damage drop-off? Do you think that there could be a definite hierarchy between the different archetypes in regards to damage drop-off? Well, obviously you want damage drop-off to make sense. If I'm shooting you with an auto-rifle at sniper distance, it shouldn't be lethal. If I'm shooting you with a hand cannon at sniper distance, it shouldn't be lethal pulse rifle and scouts should shoot you at sniper distance and be reasonably lethal why? they're long distance weapons same with a bow the closer you get the more you're coming within uh, damage thresholds of auto rifles you know, and hand cannons and things like that you're getting within the range of their, uh, their efficacy and then they become more lethal the closer you get um, there's no perfect science here but generally speaking their goal is, I think, to have every weapon good in its, in its respective context. And if you're using the weapon outside of its context, it's going to be trash. If I shoot my shotgun at you and you're halfway across the map, well, I'm an idiot. I'm wasting my ammo. If I shoot my auto rifle or my SMG at you halfway across the map. If I pull out a scout or a sniper rifle at close range, same deal. You're going to shred me with your recluse. You're going to recluse. You're going you're going to shred me with your auto rifle or your shotgun or your fusion. Fusions aren't too bad in Crucible. Um, so the goal with damage drop off and the differences between the various weapons is, it should always be that they work they work well within their respective contexts. Um, now, scouts something we need to consider. Scouts are getting an increase in aim assist, and short scope snipers are getting a decrease in aim assist. So scouts might suddenly become really, really viable at sniper range, because you'll be able to pick at people from far away and just be a nuisance, and all they're going to be able to try to do is is try to counter snipe, which will be difficult because short scopes get less aim assist, and the long scopes are getting a slight increase, I think, and a lot of people don't like the, the long scopes because it zooms in too much. So they may be making space for scouts, at least in the Crucible, inadvertently by fiddling around with uh, the way short scope sniping uh, ends up going. The real thing to consider, though, in this equation is pulse rifles, you know, pulse rifles are so forgiving at distance. And that's why people love them, because it's just you get you get so much damage and at such at at such a quick interval especially if you're using some of the faster fire rate pulses and they're just mega mega forgiving. Um if they you know, this is why auto rifles are really popular right now. Auto rifles are really forgiving. If I'm shooting a hand cannon and I miss a shot or I pull my aim, I'm probably going to lose that gunfight. Auto rifles and pulse rifles are more forgiving with how they, you know, how sticky they are with the aim assist and the bullet magnetism and how fast they shoot. Um so I don't know. We may see scouts suddenly start showing up. I just wonder if bows um, make that more difficult. Because you can prime the bow, step in, let it go, and leave the lane. And that's really, really annoying to fight against. Because a scout rifle, you can't necessarily do that. Scoping in on a scout rifle is you know, is going to take you more time to scope in, take a couple shots, and then uns- unscope and leave the the bow is the draw you step in release and step back out the the amount of time the amount of time it takes you for for you to do a draw step in, release, step out compared to somebody stepping in, scoping in shot, shot, step out there's a very, very different time exchange there so scouts still may struggle um, bows may end up shining we don't know, cause if it's harder to do those quick scopes and the aim assist I mean, there were numerous times I was hitting snipes in, in, in this game and I'm like I did not hit that snipe aim assist hit that snipe for me um it, that's a <laughs> that is a, uh that's a common occurrence right now. If you're playing on the sticks, if you're playing, you know, with a controller and you use a sniper, um, it is, uh, it's a li- it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild just how good snipers, uh, feel on a, on a controller. So, if, if, if I'm looking at, you know, the, the question here with damage drop-off, I'm always trying to make it to where... You approach a weapon and say what should it do and what should it not do so the scout rifle should not be a go to sniper what it should do is it should be really really good at range for just normal te- you know, time to kill um, you know shootout exchange like how long it's going to take me to kill somebody uh, and then also the scout rifle should not be super viable at close range it should feel clunky uh, and outdone by like an SMG uh, a shotgun or an auto rifle. it just it shouldn't be fast enough or snappy enough. Um, you know, you look at a pulse rifle, you should say similar things. What should it not do? Well, a pulse rifle should probably struggle against a scout at certain ranges, but then a pulse rifle should hit its sweet spot and be really, really forgiving in the mid-long range, and then at close range it should start to lose some of its viability because, again, SMGs and auto rifles are going to have a higher rate of fire that make it really, really difficult for uh, for that archetype to get off the ground. So they should all be looked at in this way, and I think that's what damage drop-off, recoil, and aim assist can be done. You know, They can tweak individual knobs on the weapon in order to achieve that. So, great, great Q&A today. If you're listening to this elsewhere, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com Monday through Friday. This is a purely live channel right now, so if you're in the audience, don't go anywhere. We're going to go to VIP call-ins, and you can hit subscribe to this channel, and I will not overwhelm your sub feed. We use sntrvideos.com for all the uploads. It's a separate channel. It's archival. It also will not hit your sub feed. We're trying not to overwhelm you because we do so many segments throughout the day. Easiest way as well to know what I'm talking about and when or to get involved with watch parties or to have a beat on what we're doing SNTRnetwork.com has a schedule of what I'm doing it has all my content The Rageous Roundtable Repeat Theater and SNTR Presents as always if you're listening or watching this in other locations please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This can be the viewer VIP call-in session that happened after the talk and Q&A about the weapon changes. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any podcast platform, you can catch me live streaming uh, at SNTRlive.com. Monday through Friday, you can go to SNTRlive.com. I'm probably here during the day Eastern time. If you'd rather watch the video uploads, go to SNTRvideos.com, and that's an archive channel. If you'd also be interested in the Rageous Roundtable Repeat Theater, this show, all of my shows, schedules, and tools for watch parties, be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com That has everything, all of my content under one roof. So, our first caller today is, it says Darth Batman, this is Coldheart, aka Brendan, aka Man of a Thousand Names, calling in and says, lack of PvE adept weapon info uh, that was lacking from the TWAB What, uh, What are your thoughts about that?
1: Um, yeah, I uh, you kind of said something in the uh, roundtable about you know us as players, Bungie will give us a, a, pretty much an answer or some new um, information, and then it opens up just ten more questions for us. So with mm-hmm. this week's TWAB that we just got about pretty much Crucible sandbox changes, if I if I'm honest, um, they had a little section of adept weapons, which was uh, could have been expounded more. But then I immediately thought, hey, hey, where's the PVE adept weapons that, you know, we were kind of talking about? Um, I know they probably couldn't give us full details, even though they and it's kind of crunch time right now. We're getting closer. But I think it's kind of interesting how they didn't even mention, hey, but we got PVE adepts on the way. We'll talk about it at a later time. Like there was no mention of PVE weapons at all. And that just brings into my mind Grandmaster's. Am I still going to do grandmasters for golf balls and ascendant shards or like, what's the reason I got um, conquer title last season. So you're pretty much telling me I have no reason to do grandmasters anymore. So I just, I just wanted to see your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting that really does show this was so crucible focused. They were, they they walk through all the sandbox changes and then they're like, oh, here's how adept weapons are going to work for trials. And they say nothing about raid weapons. Now, I know they said... They said something about raid armor in that one raid blog post, but I don't think... Did they say anything about the raid weapons in a mod slot? I don't think they did. I think they only talked about the armor itself um, having a slot specifically for the raid. So, it... <sighs> It just continues to feel like, I don't even know if we're not getting enough info now, it's that we're getting bits and pieces of a picture we don't understand. Uh, I gave the example before, there's there's that game show where they would slowly remove puzzle pieces, and it would be like a picture of a bee, and then it would be like a picture of, you know, a leaf. And until you saw them together, you didn't know that it was supposed to be belief. Oh, belief. Like, you know that the first word of the puzzle is belief. It's like, all I see right now is half of the bumblebee. I don't really understand what I'm looking at just yet. Yeah, it was called concentration. So I think some people feel like they've seen enough of the puzzle, not necessarily to solve it, but to be like, whatever's underneath here looks awesome. And the rest of us are kind of like, what in the actual world's happening here? Like, what, you know, what are these things going to look like? And so... I think where I've landed today is that there's so many interesting new or whatever things coming with Stasis and potentially with whatever they're doing with weapons or raid weapons or whatever that they basically can't show us. It's potentially attached to too many things that it would it would open this Pandora's box or, or can of worms that they don't want to get into this early. They're kind of saving it uh, to surprise us. So... That's why I'm like VidDoc, baby. Like you got to bring it. You got to bring the heat in the VidDoc. Like, what exactly is happening in year four? to do all those things i listed earlier that luke smith outlined reinvigoration of core activities loot hierarchy because that's why you brought in sunsetting, re you know uh, refueling aspiration restructuring bounties and xp I, apparently we'll get info on that next week because that's about progression so i think it's good to point out that they even capstoned this twab with trials info which just makes it more and more sort of a wait a minute this was basically just a crucible twab sandbox and not like an actual game-wide logistical quality of life arsenal gun system weapon system sandbox you know talk um and it was pretty significant that they're rolling archetypes into each other and creating a brand new one you know 120 uh but maybe that was the only part that really didn't feel Crucible base was the ruinous effigy and the 120, so I don't know it's, I continue to say they're running out of time and they have a lot to talk about and I just hope and trust that they that they um, they don't just bring good marketing but they make they bring good execution, even if the marketing is weird and spotty if the content delivers then I think we'll all be happy
1: yeah um l- let me ask you this uh you may have covered this in your round table but i was at work so i must have missed it but just for the uh adept mods how do you think those would be i mean implemented do you i want to get your thoughts on those trials mods because from what i've read we're-, we're mid-maxing adept weapons now like i thought once i grind get my team might use my blood sweat and tears to get to the lighthouse because i'm not a good pvp player at all i finally get my adept weapon i get the mod i put it on and it's plus 10 reload speed but negative 20 handling like Mm -hmm. i i I don't i understand min maxing armor and maybe the aspects and fragments all the new stuff but weapons i was like i was kind of taken back it's like what i finally get this adept mod that i've the coveted item and now it's hindering me in a way like I, I didn't think that was I was just confused on that.
0: Yeah, I think we when we were talking on the roundtable, I said they're having a kind of balance on a razor's edge here because if they make it too strong, it'll completely destroy Crucible. If, you know, if, and I gave the example of, you know, luck in the chamber. If something at that caliber started dropping on adept weapons, that would be a rich get richer scenario. Like, well, all these people going flawless are literally getting guns that are better and changing the flow of combat. And then I gave the example of if they don't do enough, if it's just boring or purely cosmetic, then it's not interesting enough to matter so they're trying to ride that sharp line of this will make the weapon arguably a better version of that weapon if you masterwork it you get the plus 10 on range and then you get plus three in the other categories then you add another 10 to range or whatever with this mod slot it really would make it the best in that class i think the mistake they made unfortunately this is a criticism that i'm making is that you have to take off your normal mod in order to use the Adept mod. You're putting us right back in this stupid champion mod scenario where I really liked my mod that I had. I liked my mod that made Dragonfly bigger, or in this case, Icarus Grip is a, is a very, very commonly used staple uh, in the Crucible as a mod. And to require people to take off their standard mod to put on the Adept mod... I think is actually where the, the, uh, is where the mistake has been made. It, it, it's not really going to land. And so all you're actually getting then is what? Uh, what would that be? 12 stat points? You're getting three stat points to each of the additional four stats because you get the plus ten already. That was the other thing that wasn't clear. You already get the plus ten if if your gun rolls with the masterwork of reload and you masterwork it, you get plus ten to reload. You already get that. They're just adding three to the other stats now when you masterwork. Um, so you're you're pinpointing another aspect of it. Well, if I'm going to add range, I'm going to lose something else. You're, you're, that's I call that trade pain, and. I think that trade pain would maybe be a little bit more palatable or you could stomach it a little bit more if you knew you didn't have to take off Icarus Grip or, I mean, targeting adjuster is probably another one that people like or counterbalance. These are mods that actually have an effect on the efficacy of the weapon. And if I take that off for range, so you're hitting me twice. Think about it like that. You're hitting me twice. I have to take off Icarus Grip and you're hurting a stat. So is that actually adept? I don't know. Like, you're helping me put meat on the bones for what I'm going to talk about Monday. Like, this doesn't feel adept to me. At first, when I read through it, I was like, oh, wow, these weapons are going to be nuts. And then I read it carefully, and I was like, oh, wait, you literally had to take off your existing mod, and you already got the plus 10. It's just a plus three on the others. I, I, I don't know. It sounds less impressive the more we talk about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just remembered my uh, semi-God roll Astral Horizon I just got. It's, it's like a four out of five roll. And after reading these changes, I'm going to hold on to that for a little while. I'm not even going to worry about adept mods. And Well, we got to I got to see. I want to get into the uh, DLC, so I can't say too much. But I have, I have one more thing.
0: Well, before um, you go to your to one more thing, about. before you go to your yeah, one more what? thing, Wolverine makes a good point. Maybe there's an adept version of Icarus Grip, adept version of Targeting Adjuster, and if you want the better version, you have to trade some stats to get it. I could see that happening. Them saying, here are the most commonly used uh, mods on weapons. Targeting adjuster, counterbalance, and Icarus gripper probably. And then there's another one. Single point sling maybe is one people probably use on shotguns maybe? I don't know. Um,
1: so that would be just like enhanced mods coming back again, in a way.
0: It, yeah you it, but the enhanced mods are on armor right now they're not on they've never been on guns right so oh, that, yeah
1: that is, true. that is true
0: so it would be adept icarus grip but you have to sacrifice some stats for the better the, the the better version of icarus grip that is a possibility i will grant that um and that might work i mean that might work that's your choice as the player then do i want the better version of icarus grip is it worth losing um some handling or, or range or something yeah, so.
1: I gotcha. Okay, uh, one more thing. One do I told you. When I come on this uh, call-ins, you're going to have to get your boxing gloves on. So grab them. I have to bring up the scout rifle debate again. Do it. Now, <laughs> you make up a good point. There's, there's, And you've said it before. D2 were constantly bombarded with enemies in front of us. Um, pretty much since Wrath of the Machine onward, we've just been having close quarter combat with enemies, um, and and just scouts are taking a back seat. But I don't think in a way they shouldn't be deleted. I, I understand 100 percent why everybody says that. I know Chad's gonna beat me up, but I, if you delete scouts, in my opinion, you have to defeat or sorry delete um sidearms because why use a sidearm? I mean sidearms are kind of somewhat meta now, but there was a season where Sodoms were just garbage why just using smg is better same thing with linear fusion rifles linear fusion rifles i think is worse than scout rifles because it's a it's a heavy weapon that does special damage but if you move it to the special slot where people are saying well you, you have snipers snipers are pretty much better than linear fusions i think linears are like a, a waste of uh, a weapon in general i don't see really any content where linear fusion rifles can be used When I can just use a sniper for special or something else for a heavy. But scout rifles, I think it's just the content. I mean, you said it too. And I I use scouts a lot in the uh, Surge of the Raid, the final boss. Shooting those ads on the top um, towers or the the buildings. It it was perfect. It was amazing for that. And then bows came in. And yeah, you can use bows, but there's just certain situations where scouts feel better than bows so they're interchangeable but I don't see a reason a good enough reason to delete scouts because it's scouts fault I think it's just the content around
0: I you Hello? aren't Sorry, wrong you are... no yeah you cut out a little bit everyone's about you're not wrong that it's very content based okay so let's say in a utopian destiny they create environments where scouts can shine I would still feel like pulses and bows are in are in the way because they're more adaptable to combat changing, so if suddenly I have guys that are close to me, or all of a sudden I'm in an encounter, where, you know, where the enemies are more, you know, more mid range, more close range, my bow and my pulse is more adaptable. It's more one size fits all. This is why people love hand cannons in PVE because they are so agile with respect to long, mid, and close range combat. Because there's always long, mid, and ra- you know, long, mid, and close range combat in most Destiny uh, encounters. And the Scourge in- I- I- example is such a rough example because only the guy on rooftops feels that pain the guys that are going and fighting the berserker are not feeling that pain they would never take a scout for that job Um, so I think that's the big issue is it's two things it's the content design and it's the fact that they added bows because if, if bows weren't there you would sort of pick between that the pulse rifle forgiveness and the really, really great crit value of the scout but then bows come along and they're just more agile, they're fast and they do a similar job I think that scouts would even still in this utopian destiny that they create where scouts suddenly have room to work bows, bows and pulses are, are kind of standing in the way I think of scouts getting any, uh, any traction
1: I would like to see a destiny where pulses were not the go-to long range, besides snipers because i in this how it is right now you're exactly right and i can't argue why use a scout when i have a pulse that shoots just as far or you know i could, I could even swap in a bow but i think if I, I think teddy and some other guys in the discord were kind of debating this and i was kind of listening or reading in chat if pulses were rained down a little bit to the point where they're not so they don't shoot as far as scouts then scouts would come back and play because it's, it's only in when you're on the rooftops of Scourge of the Past, and I was even thinking Shattered Throne. I used, um, when it first came out, I used a scout for a lot of it because I was underleveled and even when I got two level the enemies were pretty far in certain spots, so I would just pop them with a the scout. Um, but I think if Bungie did that make content not for scouts, but not so on top of you all the time in addition to just reining in pulses a little bit, then I can see we can, I see um, scouts being used a little bit more than they are. But if they don't do that, then yeah, I I guess it'd have to come to your team. Then you'd have to, there's really no reason for them.
0: The only other thing they could do, and this would have to be a specific buff in PVE is they'd have to be almost against trash ads, especially I I would go down to the red bar level, the miners, and make them, just it should be a one hit kill no matter where you shoot the enemy I think Um, unless unless they're super far range like that would be the only way you'd get me to use a scout if this thing shreds obviously Grandmaster Nightfall excluded contest modifier excluded here if this thing shreds trash ads then it doesn't matter if things get close range i can hit fire and i trust that this thing's just going to kind of take care of business you're not really hurting anything if a scout is shredding through the trash ads because generally speaking that's what a pulse rifle and a hand cannon is going to do in most non-contest environments you're going to be able to take out most trash ads with one headshot maybe two and a scout the trade-off for the clunkiness and the lack of agility should be some level of leth- lethality against trash ads because if not I think they're just going to stay on the shelf again, you would only want to do this in uh, PVE you can't give them this you can't make them shred in crucible this has got to be a PVE only buff you've got to really buff the snot out of them I don't want them to leave their lane and start shredding majors and mini bosses but man oh man a scout rifle should have zero problem because the-, the what you know 10 10- Ten, sometimes twelve rounds in the mag, and you know the fire rates and the the um, the handling on them. I think lends themselves to being just they should shred through stuff. That's uh, at at the low echelon of enemy type.
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe too. I defending scouts a little bit more than I should is because the exotic scouts are all good. Like I don't really have a problem with any of the exotic scouts, like the Mida, Polaris, Lance, Jade Rabbit. Um, I don't care for the symmetry. But I can see it being useful in certain situations. But all those are pretty good. It's just the legendary scouts are kind of lacking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that gets into a whole other ballpark of exotics and all of that differences yeah. between legendaries. So I don't want to go down that road, but uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I have to go back to work. Sorry to uh, leave, but I uh, appreciate uh, you letting me come, come back into the call-ins. And uh, I look forward to fight night tonight. I'll be joining this time
0: oh all right well we'll see you then dude thanks so much necro is our next caller says topic for vip what's the point of 110s going to 120 and other weapon types so elaborate on that for me my friend
2: am i good to am yeah I coming in clear okay great because mm-hmm. i'm using my headset and my computer and i'm sitting comfy Cool. you're a
0: little quiet
2: Okay, so let me dial it back, because this particular headset, I am super loud. Okay. Uh, hold on. Input. And how's that? Better? Perf- yep, perfect. Got it. Okay. So it's going to kind of relate to Cold Heart. Um, So my thing was, I read that, too, yesterday. I'm like 110 to 120. And it kind of went along with this conversation we had at Discord. Okay, we're going to quantify 10 RPM. What does that mean? I don't know what's what's the difference between a 110 to 120. Obviously, it's going to shoot a little faster. We get that. But how does it work with TTK? And is it going to... It, it, to me, like, all um, hand cannons pretty much three shots to the head, and one's going to do it faster than the other. I wanted to know, is this even the right move? Maybe they should just get rid of that whole um, RPM archetype uh, and just make them... Um, 140s. What's the point of it?
0: This is where this is where perk depth and diversity would have to come in. I would create perks that make up for the slow fire rate and sluggishness and but you can only get them on a 120. So maybe you do something with chain kills or rounds getting returned or something that makes a 120 a just a real real it's got a lot of punch it's got a lot of pack you know a lot of power packed into it and when you get the god roll 120 if that suits your playstyle in pve to maybe shoot a little bit slower but get some really really big get some big boom then that would be the draw to it the problem is is the perk pools are so homogenized you're like let me see um outlaw rampage on a 110 or outlaw rampage on a 140 150 where are you gonna go you're gonna go to the gun that 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 lands sort of in the middle because it just it does the job so much better it just lands into it there's those sweet spots that weapons tend to land into so that's what I would do if I was in charge I would look at a 120 and I would pose the question what can we do to counteract the weapon being a little bit slower on the fire rate uh, and a little bit higher on damage? and then a little bit slower on Reload. What are things we can do here, okay? Then you go to the 140. You're like, well, this is the mid-lane hand cannon. What are perks we can do to make this weapon stand out in its lane? And then 180s, same idea, right? It's a faster fire rate, larger mag weapon. I I don't feel like this is rocket science. I feel like there's plenty of event games that have done this. They go to the slow weapons, and they give them certain effects and abilities that you don't get on the high, the high-speed weapons. Like, this is... I don't know. I would look at games like Diablo and be like, what do they do when something swings really, really slow or 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 swings really, really fast and rapid? Like when I go to a dual blade, slice, 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 slice. I mean, in Minecraft Dungeons, there are just certain things that I get on those dual blade slicers that I don't get on the big two-handed broadsword that I'm swinging really, really slow. I'll give you an example. I mean, in Minecraft Dungeons, when my wife got this this big scythe like weapon and she's swinging it and it's slow. It has this really huge reach though. And it hits two or three guys at a time. And like the third hit knocks them back. Well, I don't get that. I run up and I go slice, 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 slice. And after like the fourth or fifth slice, I get like a chemical burn or explosion or something. So that's what you have to do is you have to drill down into the identity of the weapon and say, well, it's a 120. What are the perks on this that are going to make it appealing? When all the perks are the same... you're going to go to the archetype that's just more effective as an archetype. A 110, if you miss a couple shots, it it, it feels like you're you're completely done. Like, that's a dead weapon. You're crap. It's over. Um, and with how fast and agile the enemies move, you know, you are going to miss some shots. So, that is what I would do. I don't think they've done enough of that. I don't think they've done enough of the, this perk pool is its own because of the archetype that it is. Um, and some of that might be because There haven't been enough of each individual archetype. So they feel like, oh, we're going to waste that perk on a 110. There's only like, you know, a couple of 110s in the game at a time. Maybe that's their attitude about it. But that's where I would go.
2: I think also like the the pain is much more felt uh, in PvP too because there was no way I was going to go ahead against like a service revolver with the uh the Duke. there was no way even if I pace my shots, I feel like by the time I get to my second shot he's already on his third and I'm dead. I, I you know and like you said the the perks homogenize I, I i completely agree i think they should make perks specific to the that a slower weapon i don't know maybe like a concussive bullet maybe throwing your aim off a little bit i mean that would probably be really broken but high cal rounds like they're put on certain weapons they really do work they make you flinch and i was gonna get into um your about the scout rifles um right i think we could i wonder if they could consider making that an alt fire like i was saying months before make it an all fire of uh, autos or pulses that way we don't have to get rid of the you know the archetype completely it's there in spirit and um you know we could try ah. linear linear fusion rifle with regular fusion rifles like an alt fire again they don't have to get rid of it but they can switch kind of like how we already switched with borealis and hard light like what do you think about that
0: you do i mean i just had like a lightning strike in my brain and this could create a lot of problems but like what if you literally just created a rifle and the rifle you basically took pulse auto and scout and you melded them all into one and they were all just rifles and you can change the and obviously you'd still have rate of fire. So this this rifle if you switch it to, you know, an auto rifle, it's a 600. If you switch it to, you know, scout, it's this. If you switch it to pulse, it's this. That would be locked in cuz that could get really crazy if every rifle has like, you know, 18 different amalgamations of rate of fire combinations. No, 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 no. Like that that would be it. If the archetype would lock that in. To me, anytime a rifle drops, That's what you would be, that's why you would be using it. Now, this, I think, stands to reason that rifles would have more basic perks because they have what we would call fire rate versatility and engagement range versatility. So you would give them more basic perks. But when you go to something that's more specialized, like a bow or a hand cannon um, or an SMG, you know... These, I think, would be where you'd put some of the more specialized perks because an SMG requires you to get close. A bow requires you to land really consistent headshots. Same with a a hand cannon. And that's where they would become more specialized weapon types where the rifle would be like when you play a game and they're like, who would you like to be? The medic, this person, that person. And then you see the soldier. And when you're just trying to learn the game, what do you pick? Well, you pick the soldier. And that's what the rifle could become. Like... Just that weapon that gets the job done. There's really fun roles, really solid rolls, but it basically just allows you to have the scout rifle, the pulse rifle, and the auto rifle all wrapped into one. Again, this could be a completely ridiculous and radical position, but it's just an idea I had while you were saying that because I always said the only way you're going to save scouts is to give them a variable fire rate and then you could turn it into an auto rifle or a, if you hip fire it so it would hip fire and it would be an auto rifle and then scout, you know, down lane. So then you could actually handle the bum rush from, you know, thralls and stuff. And people were like, "Well, then why would you ever use an auto rifle?" And I'm like, "Okay, that's a fair point." So maybe that's what they got to do is just fold all rifles into one and it becomes the soldier weapon that can be great and then obviously an adept rifle would be incredible, right? It'd be it, it would it would uh it would have the agility and the versatility. I know they did that with Kavastov, but it you couldn't turn the Kavastov into a Scout or a Pulse. That's not true. It was always an auto rifle. It was always an auto rifle. I'm talking about a rifle that could do single pulse full auto. So it would literally switch between Scout, Pulse Rifle, auto rifle. Like it would switch between the three types. Um, it sounds crazy and probably too ambitious. Um you could for the exotic version homie I know you could change the rate of fire on the Kvostov but I'm fairly certain you could not turn the Kvostov into a scout I don't think that that's true I thought it was literally rate of fire differences like it was either high rate of fire mid range or slow but it was always still an auto rifle am I misremembering could you turn the Kvostov into a scout uh, no
2: no you can't I think the whole r- change the rate of fire yes but I think if they, if Bungie allows us to, there's a way you can change, like let's say, a sniper to a scout. They did this in Div 2. Um, I actually picked up a weapon from the, the the PVP zone, and I took the scope off. A scout is basically a shorter range rifle. If you think about it, and I also kind of tuned the RPM. But imagine you take a aspect off of the gun, or give it a shorter zoom, or something you just changed it from a sniper to a scout like wouldn't that be uh wouldn't that be viable
0: i'm looking this up now because i gotta know um automatic sets firing behavior to fully automatic set firing to burst set firing behavior to semi-automatic with higher muzzle velocity so yeah i did have auto burst semi-automatic so yeah i didn't i forgot i didn't realize you could do that i thought it was literally the three auto rifle archetypes so coldheart was right um, I had that wrong. So yeah, do that. Make all rifles like that. D- was the Kavastov that amazing because it could do that? I don't think so.
2: Not really, but it wasn't overpowering. It was just fun to use, and it gave you like a sense of nostalgia. That was your first weapon.
0: True, true. Mm-hmm. And so many guns, so many games do this. So many games do that. Battlefield does that. Tons of games do that. It's like a yeah, full auto burst and single fire, and I, and 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 for that to change the impact for that to change the impact every time you do it that i i'm telling you i if i can do that by i'm I'm trying to think of ways that you would do it you'd have to like i don't know hold down x and then and then while holding down x hit something on the d-pad obviously with keyboard mouse you could bind it to some keys but like It'd be awesome to go into a room and just, you know, spray a bunch of acolytes, and then you know there's two boomers coming out, boom, switch to scout, pop, 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 pop. That would be awesome, and again, you'd be trading that versatility for more basic perks, because it's a basic weapon, and then the more specialized weapons, like a bow or a hand cannon, that's where you'd get into more specialized perks that make up for the fact that, like, these are more precision-based weapons that require you, you know to To actually hit your hit your crits mm-hmm.
2: i would think that would be a good middle of the road kind of weapon for people it's something they can just like be comfortable with people always talk about like the dad weapons i think for those who stay in that lane that would be perfect for them and then people who wanted to go and chase the other weapons and the hardcore uh levels you know they'll have something for them too and creates that hierarchy i i think that that's a no-brainer for me
0: would that reduce the weapons we grind for d2 already has a loot problem well no what it would do is you would introduce a new it'd be a new weapon type that from this point forth they would never add a scout pulse or auto rifle they would purely add a rifle so there'd be a rifle in the vanguard playlist or crucible or or gambit or the or the or the raid and that rifle would be that mid lane soldier's weapon that encompasses scout pulse and and uh scout pulse and auto rifle Now, I get what you're saying. You'd be like, but Lona, if you don't do that, you could add an auto rifle, pulse rifle, and a scout rifle to the raid. That'd be three primaries. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but this would be a way to at least make scouts not be terrible and give us a nice mid-lane weapon that kind of does everything. I'm not going to draw a line in the sand and say I love this idea and I'm going to defend it to the death. Um, But there's... There's going to have to be something drastic or scouts, I think, will continue just to stay. As I said a little bit ago, even if you just buff their damage like crazy against red bars, that would at least be a start to consider trying them. It's got to be drastic and impactful or no one's going to pick them up. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Something what Sama was saying, uh, dual wielding, I don't think we'll ever have that in this game. I think it'll be too much. You imagine we could just dual wield our guns. Oh, no. I
0: mean, maybe dual-wield sidearms, but I don't know. That would break... I it, You always got to consider Crucible, which I know is a bummer, but dual-wielding just doesn't seem... To suddenly feel like I'm playing Borderlands or, like, a Kimbo Call of Duty it might feel kind of odd and out of place. It's... We don't... We, I don't I don't know. I don't feel like we have that... That, um... The game's identity doesn't really leave room, I don't think, for, uh for dual wield i mean i i know they did it in halo but i i don't know um dueling lsmgs could work with no ads yeah i don't know that's a side issue i don't think that'll ever happen
2: all right i won't take up much more time thanks for having me on i'll see you on tonight
0: for fight night all right real king salty is next then and he says radial weapon menus and arsenal setup. Go ahead, sir, what are you you talking about here?
3: All right, hopefully I'm still coming in good because we had a bad storm and it was kind of interfering with like my discord. Sometimes you guys were cutting out and getting like the robot voice.
0: Oh, you sound good so far. (laughs) Awesome.
3: All right, so I had this idea for a while and I just never really had the time because I've been so busy with work to really project it across. Is I've been thinking about this for a while you see a lot of other games do it um, like Doom Eternal is one um, and that's maybe not the best example but there's other games who do it where it's a radial menu you hold down a certain button and it brings up um, whether it be items like quick items that you can use like consumables or whether it be something for a, a weapon change or customizing your weapons through that menu and the idea was It wouldn't even just be necessarily a radial menu for weapons. It could be for anything. So if you have, say, if I look at my inventory right now, I have a bunch of the finest matter weaves just sitting in there. And it's just so annoying to go in there every time one gets used and gives me an enhancement core to to just use them. So I have 117 in there and I never use them. But if I had a quick menu where on the fly, instead of going into my menu and going, you know, and hitting the use button, holding that for five seconds, if I could just have something right there, hold up in the D pad or something, and just go over to it, click it and boom, and there you go, I use it. And it'd be like a quick selection menu for your uh, consumables. But then on the weapons menu part, this is kind of like a whole nother idea that I've had about weapons in general, is if you had quick swap weapons, so instead of just one weapon in my primary i could add a second weapon in my primary but it'd be like a quick swap so if i had a submachine gun but then i wanted to go with like uh a scout rifle i could have as long as that weapon is out i hold the radial menu button and obviously there's gonna be like little sub menus and i would just be able to switch over to that weapon without having to go into my manual manually selecting it so they would both technically be equipped at a time but through a menu I'd be able to immediately switch to the other one. So you could effectively have four guns active at a time with obviously only two being used that Mm -hmm. you could just swap between.
0: I actually have a very clickbaity talk planned where I'm going to say and I'm going to advocate for double primary and I'm going to actually advocate for exactly what you just said, because that is another way to get scouts back on the table. I would go into content with some of these scouts if I could do that. If I could go into content, and I'm going in, and I got my auto rifle, and I know I can, like, double tap something, and boom, pull out a scout rifle, or I could run around with my scout, and when I start getting bum rushed, I can double tap a button and get out my SMG. I see no problem with letting us run two primaries. I don't see any... I don't see any... Now, Crucible... We could get into a conversation there. Maybe as soon as you go into Crucible, that little box gets grayed out and you can't run two primaries. I mean, I, I, I could get behind saying, no, 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 no. You know, because Division did that with like the your your sidearm or your hand can or whatever. I mean, right now, a really easy way to give themselves some freedom here and implement this is they could move the emote wheel to um, you press down and, and then it comes up and asks you what emote you want to use. So that means left, up, and right on the D-pad would open up, because right now that is taken up by emotes. So I could basically hit down on the D-pad that opens up the emote wheel, and then you know left on the D-pad would would swap my two kinetic weapons if I was running two you know two primary kinetics. Um, again, you would only be able to put a primary in this slot. It, you couldn't run you couldn't run end up running like you know a primary a sniper rifle and a shotgun. It would only be for primaries, right? Um, as you're saying, a quick swap weapon, a quick swap primary. I love that idea. We came up with that months ago and the fact that you just thought of it too, I think shows that there might be room to say, maybe you can go back to double primary. Maybe double primary isn't the enemy if it's done in this way so that I can still run two primaries, a shotgun, and a heavy. Because the only reason you would run those two primaries is for you know, combat range differences that, you know, that happen periodically. You know? Um... And then, oh, I forget what you talked about on the first half. Sorry. Um, shoot, I forget what you it talked is, about.
3: Uh, I think it was uh, it was mainly focused around using radio menus for consumables in your inventory.
0: Yes. So if down on the D-pad opens up a radial menu for my emotes, up on the D-pad could open up a radial menu of your own um, consumable favorites. You could ins- a- assign consumable favorites that you that you want to make sure you're using. Whether it's like you're saying the the um, the matter weave or some of the other things that are in the game, like you know you want to pop the thing to give you the rewards or whatever. Um, Queen's foil yeah anything like that you could set your own consumable favorites again I, I think that's a great idea to and see this is what we're talking about when we talk about like refining the UI and, and, and adding things that make the game feel fresh that would make the game feel fresh I don't need my entire d-pad to be dedicated to emotes this is a combat game right so if I hit down on the d-pad sure it pulls up a radial menu I can still have four emotes an emote wheel is fine um, yeah my boon ideas my, my weapon boons could be in there um, and then right on the D-pad could be to toggle fire rate if they ever do that with anything. Or, um, when I talked about you know toggling between letting me letting me equip two champion mods, and so I toggle between anti-barrier and overload. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think all of these would be ways. Even if you don't give them all to us, these would be easy. but well, maybe not easy. These would be ways that are are not dramatically game changing but it freshens up the game and makes you feel a little bit more empowered to be in control over what's going on um, and I think I would start to pull some I, I'm serious I would start to pull some scout rifles out I'd be like oh yeah that's this is perfect I could see running a hand cannon and a scout rifle I can it, it would It would be a fun combination in some places an SMG and a scout rifle would be really fun because if you remember you know the Mita and the Mini that was there was an era in the Crucible where that was a killer combo um, killer combo and then you know you could go and not sacrifice my shotgun my linear fusion or my I'm sorry not my linear fusion not sacrifice my trace rifle my fusion my shotgun my sniper like I would still have a special slot uh, as well I think um, man, I would really like that <laughs> it's like I said I have a real clickbait title planned for like bring back double primary and people are like are you crazy and I'm like well you know you know hear me out here uh, it would be in a really really good way so. Yeah,
3: yeah. That, I'm actually um, looking forward to that. I had no idea you had a video plan. I didn't even know you really talked about it. I've heard you talk about a lot of other like um, UI uh, kind of enhancement, but I never really heard you talk about that one
0: particularly it was ages ago and it was like a one-off idea we had in the middle of a QA and a and I pulled out my notepad on my phone and took a note I was like oh that'd be a cool video you know a little clickbaity but still a cool idea and I just haven't done it because there's been too much going on it's 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 like a I have filler video ideas for when things get dry you know pull some of those topics out of the hat oh okay
3: um, the other one I had was uh, more like an arsenal system so other games had you'll know what I'm talking about Certain games where you have your gun, and if you hit a button on the D-pad, usually it's right on the D-pad, your gun kind of comes up in front of you, like your character holds the gun in front of you, and you can, like, you see little uh, menus coming off where you can change the barrel, change the scope. You know, I think Ghost Recon Wildlands had this. Um, A few other ones where on the fly. You can sit there and just pull up your gun. I think that would be another cool feature they could do and still maintain the Destiny-ish of everything to where, say, if you wanted to switch between... Uh, For whatever reason, ricochet rounds and high impact, you could just immediately hit there, and it would bring your. You hit the button, it bring the gun up, and you could just click on the next one you want instead of going into the menu and customizing the weapon yourself. Or if you're running a gun with two two perks, like say you have osmosis and rampage. Well, you need osmosis, so instead of going in the start menu, you pull up your gun and boom, you select osmosis, and then when you're done with that particular section whatever you're doing you go back to rampage to the same method so you, it keeps the, the flow of combat the flow of the game going and said hold on guys let me get into my menu and i have an xbox one x but even then it you know you're, you're spending like 10 15 seconds sometimes to wait for the menu to load in a situation where you need to have like continuity of movement you can't be stopping for that because it really throws the flow of everything off
0: yeah i see this would be a reason to give perks that have a lot more identity and niche purpose so if it's got like this very narrow purpose, so you know, you're like, well, in this area, this perk is great for, you know, crowd control and it does these cool things and it, you know, it chains some of the effects and the burn damage. But then, you know, when you get to the next area, there's going to be less enemies, but more of the guys that are a little bit heavy hitter. And so you pull your weapon up doot, doot, and you switch the perk. And now you've got a perk that again has more of like a, a narrow purpose they go broad with with perk purposes and I think there's good reason for that um but I think it'd be fun to say, "Hey, this weapon rolled with these two perks." You know, uh, chain lightning and skullbuster. Well, skullbuster's great when there's a lot of majors around or a lot of, uh, you know, because your crit damage gets higher after every third subsequent crit hit or something. But when there's lots of trash ads around, you know, chain lightning is better. And so you're switching that depending on the environment or something. But again, the th- th- this is, I think, really difficult for Bungie because they've always gone very, very broad with perks. You'd have to get very, very narrow with perks because why else would I be switching on the fly like that? Like, I can't think of why I would ever switch from, like, Osmosis to Rampage. There wouldn't be a lot of reasons to, so you'd have to get more narrow in the perk design, and that that desi- that that you know that requires a lot more development time, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, so this is one of those, like, killer ideas that'll probably just never land in the game, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, that's that's how you think about most of my ideas. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but uh, the last is the last thing was and this just came up as I heard you talking to uh, Avenger and uh, Necro and it actually uses points from both both conversations is when it talks about making scouts viable. You had mentioned that um, with other gun archetypes, that one thing that would make certain ones unique and viable other, over other ones I think it was specifically with hand cannons is there would be certain perks or, you know, certain perks that would only drop on a specific archetype. Yes. Well, I think with gouts, if they took that system and made it even more broad and they actually started reworking some of the magazine perks, Necro had talked about how, you know, this gun could do more flinch or, you know, this gun right here, you know, it may be better in one situation, but you know, it's not going to be able to flinch and throw your enemy off as much. Well, I think with scouts that might be a key thing making them viable especially in crucible is say scout rifles are out of all the rifle archetypes they're the only ones that can drop with high cal rounds they're the only ones that can drop with high cal and that would allow them to independently tune high cal um to determine how much flinch a scout should be able to use because yeah i think if you know a long range hand cannon or an auto starts going trying to touch the lane with a scout rifle dude, that scout rifle should be able to flinch that guy to where he can't even land a shot. Like, it should just be able to flinch him like crazy, and that guy needs to know, okay, it's not doing a whole lot of damage, but it's making this fight completely unmanageable. I have to work around this guy. So, it... I, you, you can make them lethal, but also also make them like versatile to where you can shut a lane down—not necessarily people down—but you're going to make it to where peaking that lane is going to be very unenjoyable. It's not going to be a fun experience for you because you're just going to be getting jostled around with every single shot. And it, it kind of uses both arguments that you made with both of those guys.
0: Yeah, anything that that takes a weapon into the category of what does this weapon do because we all know a weapon shoots does damage and reloads i i, I continue to think if a weapon does something it's, it's it's got it's if you specialize in a particular fighting style um you know i would draw back a lot more in combat if i knew my scout rifle was an absolute killer so i'm going to play differently because the scout rifle's worth it's worth it right and so like what you're saying i mean you give perks you know different intensity and lethality depending on the thing they land on to give the gun more identity and more of its own individual purpose i you know i can get behind that I've, I've continued to say that weapons should just be a little bit more homogenized so they should all feel kind of samey at their base level they shoot they reload they do damage in accordance to rate of fire and the archetype and then the mods i'm sorry the perks come in and are like what does the gun do now it's casting a spell of sorts is it causing burn damage bleed damage blinding effects utilities for your rest of your abilities like it needs to do something um so the weapon stands out and then that's when you get into the categories of well an smg would be great in here but this auto rifle actually has really really great perks for crowd control in this particular environment i'm finding it more useful so you 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 that comes down to the player's decision making at that point, but still, the weapon has an identity. It it does something, uh, and when they get more unique and they get more specific, that's when, that's when I think weapons would start to have that um, I don't know, we had, we, weapons right now don't have like a special loyalty feel to them. They all feel very samey and I think that's one of the reasons why people are really anxious to see adept and hierarchies and everything else because there's got to be something standout about weapons again because presently there just there just hasn't been
3: yeah i agree yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat i'm just i'm hoping that this wasn't the only weapon to that we get i want to see like an entire like i'm talking like five page you know heavily detailed document of what changes are coming because this is supposed to be this was technically supposed to be destiny 3 I mean, if you really look at the release schedule, this was supposed to be Destiny 3. I mean, I would be so weird if they just were going to go into that transition into that and not make like a massive swath of changes. Just, you know, kind of completely revamping what people would consider to be the metas and, you know, kind of shake the game up a little bit. Give it like a fresh start.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
3: But uh, thanks for having me. Um, I know that was a lot but I appreciate your streams and I like listening to you throughout the days
0: when I'm working. Okay. Oh, I appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Next in line is Mr. Brolo. His topic says weapon buffs and what I'd like to see. Go ahead, sir. Oh yeah. I'm going to keep it fairly straightforward because you know, it's been a, been a long day for
4: you. I'm sure. Yeah. Although I will comment on the scout rifle debate, of course, because I really enjoy scout rifles. And I will say, like, just my main problem with homogenizing, like, for the for the first thing, if you put all the guns into one package and you have like a rifle that does semi-auto bursts or whatever, Mm -hmm. even games where they have that, they still have long-range semi-auto rifles as well as snipers. Like, the problem isn't necessarily the guns, the problem is the content where the guns are used, and the fact that pulse rifles outrange them, like because if you, when you have semi-auto rifles in the other games they, they do, they go further than the full package guns and they hit heavier but the thing is, there's content to support that so like, you know, you have ranges that you can actually shoot at where it it makes sense, and you don't have the semi-auto and the burst guns doing as much damage at the same range you know, that's That's that. And then, as for the other stuff, I mean... They already shoot, reload, and do all the same stuff, you know? It's just... I think I agree that they need to have some kind of specialty, though. But yeah, so... I was really disappointed with the TWAB and the fact that we got absolutely nothing in terms of PvE, really. Um, So this is gonna be based off the fact that they, they may or may not have a PvE sandbox. Uh, coming later in the season or after the after the raid race. I think it might come after the raid race just because I think they didn't want to tune suddenly like throw all these PvE changes in there while people are trying to gear up and they're doing a brand new raid and they don't, you know, who knows what's going to break in the 11-day period beforehand. Um, I think they should just disable Telesto straight off the bat on launch because let's be honest, it's going to break. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I you know I think 450s need a buff for damage or range, and scoop the 360s into the 450s because they don't do anything. They're useless. They're, like, they're just they're completely like pointless. Um, the 600 RPMs should have had similar stability and range to 720s, because 720s right now they they shred at at close and mid range, but at, but if you go any further than mid, you, you can't use them. You can't kill anybody with that. Um scout rifles. I kind of I kinda of liked the idea that you that you remove them, but you leave the exotic scouts. So that way you still have the scout class, but they're actually used on good weapons, right? Or you can just give them a 10% buff or whatever. I think I would like to see L, um, LMGs have some damage buffs again. Mm-hmm. Not not super strong like they originally were. But just, you know, maybe like 10% because I'm using something like if you use the Seventh Seraph Saw, eh, it's okay. But it doesn't really do a whole lot. And Delirium's getting Sunset and then we have Xenophage, which is just a, it's not an LMG, that's just a boss killing weapon. Um, I think, I need mean, to reverse the Sniper Nerf, I think winters because Wolverine was talking about, you know, winters actually outshines Astral in a lot of ways. And you know what? I, I propose all you gotta do, rein it in to be more like the seven Seraph CQC shotgun, but keep the barrel perk on it so that it's just more consistent than all the other shotguns at the same range. There you go, done. And that way you make room for Astral Horizon to be unique and actually have a bit more of an advantage. And you know you can decide, all right, do I want to go with primary shotgun or do I want to go with secondary shotgun instead of just saying let's just run Fell Winters. Um, rockets need a buff obviously, two in the chamber minimum. I, I'd real, I'd like to see a quad rocket launcher. You know, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I was... was... Rockets don't even make any sense in the game right now. They don't make they sense. Don't. It's like, they don't, what are these? It's the problem is like,
4: they don't really, they don't even, they don't even need to do that much to rockets. What they need to do is nerf grenade launchers. Because like right now you just have a stupid high rate of fire with a really high damage. Right, and rockets uh, are just made completely redundant by that.
0: But grenade launchers aren't even that good, though. Like, if you're going for max DPS, you're going to go Zeno, one k, or Anarchy, I would think. And if not, you're pulling out your sword. Um,
4: no, the max damage is, still is Anagi's Wendigo.
0: Oh, like, really? well, because oh, of Wendigo's yeah. perk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. And even before that, it was Mountaintop, right? I mean, you could use Zeno, but Mountaintop still did a ton of damage. And you're not going to really be too bad, too bad off, too worse off using like interference six with full core and spike nades.
0: Um, I wouldn't nerf so grenade I, launchers though. I, I, I never want to nail. I, ne- I never want to hammer down a weapon that I I think grenade launchers work fine. I think they do their job. I think rockets aren't doing their job, so raise them.
4: I think they should. I think they should nerf like direct damage and increase splash damage. Because then then you then you don't have. Like the the use, which is what people do right now, is just spamming at a single target, and they're actually more useful for clearing mass amounts of ads, right? Because you have the you have the you have the splash damage clearing around like around an area rather than trying to use it for one target, which is what most people do. Um, I'm not really sure why. Something I was really disappointed what for was um they didn't touched exotics at all like that much and i was really hoping i'm I'm hoping that if they do a pve change like one of the sweeping changes they do to exotics is they add intrinsic champion mods to all of them or like at least 90 percent of them especially on sunshine now where we know it's going to be the only 150 hand cannon in the game you know that it'd be nice that i would assume that a lot of people are going to want to use that um and it so it would be nice to have it in PvE, too, as, like, an unstoppable hand cannon or something.
0: Uh, I, I, I wonder, like, if it's just going to turn into the Sunshot Thorn Hour. Like, it's, you know, because right now, 140s can't get footing against 150s, and that's why people gravitate to the 150s. If the only 150 left is the Sunshot, is that going to become the go-to purely, that's be from, the, yeah. purely from a fire rate TTK, like, math equation? Is Sunshot going to become the god of the Crucible? You know, that it, it, I, I don't know. I mean, think about this. Especially in the higher end content, they're going to be running uh,
4: Astral Horizon probably, and then they can run Sunshot, which not only has a twelve round mag but also has a solar burn on it, and it's going to be the only one fifty. Of course, people are going to use it. They're not going to want to use anything else.
0: And doesn't the catalyst? I know I'm use the catalyst that. gives it like ridiculous range too. Like it's I don't know. Yeah.
4: Like it's going to be a stupidly—I don't know what they were thinking with that. It is going to be the only thing people use in Crucible.
0: Maybe, maybe. I think, a- I think Ace and Thorn are going to have a lot of room, but I, d- I do think there's going to just be a natural propensity to say, "I miss that fire rate that I'm used to. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to just use Sunshot."
4: Yeah, I—I th- I think Thorn probably is going to be the only other weapon that I would think of. Ace. Ace has been around and has been a competitor for a long time, and it's starting to drop off, and not many people use it. Maybe they'll go back to using it once the 140 comes in. In which case, I'm absolutely dreading that. I, I, I am. I do not want to go back to the days where Ace was the dominant gun in Crucible. I was. I was really um, surprised too that Sturm and Mida weren't just made like universally accepted with any sidearm. Oh and yeah. Like that—that that was something that they should have done from the start, especially that like um, I think it was Coldheart was saying. Sidearms don't really have a use right now, and it just would have been a nice little addition to give them more, you know, more benefit to using Sturm. So oh, mainly for- Sturm. We for- because we
0: forgot that the Hawk Moon is coming. What what's what's the what's the rate of fire of the Hawk? It's a 140. Is it be a 140? I, th- I thought yeah. it was slower. I don't think it was a 150. Hawks 140. We don't know what the perks are on Hawkmoon yet. Yeah, they could have done this because I wonder if in their testing, Hawkmoon couldn't get couldn't get its footing against a dire. Like if a dire promise was wrecking Hawkmoon, they're probably like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to feel exotic. So, but then what are you going to do? Hawkmoon versus Sunshot. That rate of fire, time to kill exchange, it's going to make Sunshot potentially, I'm not saying it will be, but potentially more viable.
4: Well, people could also switch back to Rose. Because Rose is a really good gun, and it doesn't take an exotic slot up, slot up.
0: Oh, that's true. That that that's the one that you got on the way to Lumina, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. What day do you want to go back to? Four fifty odd. Auto- when did anybody ever use a four fifty? That's what I'm saying. Like Ace of Spades. No, I don't want to go back to Ace of Spades. But that's where we're heading. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, at, least I, of, I at least I don't know much about Hawkmoon.
0: At least Ace of Spades is a is a beautiful weapon and, and it's exotic. So I mean, no, it's the, not. I'm sorry. No, it's gonna, not. Are you speaking ill of the Ace of Spades? I am in more ways than one. Why? It's a gorgeous because, weapon. Uh, it's
4: okay. It's it's got that it's got that like back heavy design that I'm not really a fan of.
0: Yeah, well, you're back heavy, sir. I am back heavy. I hope that's not personal. <laughs> like I hope that wasn't accurate. If you got a bedonk, no, like, what no, What I'm no, saying of course is, course the sound design when, me- memento's mo- me- when Memento Mori is yeah, active is and cool. it sounds yeah. different. The reload animation—it's—it's a—it's one of the best from a design perspective. The thing is gorgeous. I love it's, it. Yeah, it's cool. I just—I don't—I don't like
4: the fact that it's completely fully loaded. And I, I just remember, like, I maybe, do you, did you play a Law of Crucible when it was, like, dominating everything? Because all I remember from that period is that every single, like, day there were just swathes of complaints on Reddit and Twitter. People saying, oh, Ace of Spades is overpowered, Ace of Spades is overpowered, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I just, I don't want to experience that again.
0: I mean, that always happens, though. People did that with the Recluse. People did that with... I mean, people done that... They've always done that. I, 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 I used what it. Is... I remember liking it. I mean, I didn't play much back then. I played the most recently with, like, a... Th- I, my I favorite to... was uh, Thorn Retold Tale. I think that was my favorite combo. I think Thorn was one of the more balanced, exotic primaries in Crucible. Thorn's just in a, I, in a nice, sweet spot. I loved Thorn, and my Retold Tale... Was nasty, even though it wasn't some of the preferred uh, shotguns. I loved it.
4: Yeah, I still, I, I'm, I'm happy to have Thorn be like the dominant thing, or Rose, or any other thing. I don't know. I think one, I think people saying, why don't we just round up to one fifties, But I, I think one forties is going to be a nice thing because it's also, again, that's again going back to they're slowing the combat down, right? Like, I don't know why they're insisting on making everything, like, seemingly making everything a lot slower for us. I don't know if it's that they're trying to, like, make stasis work in the the, current, or change the way that we play the game, or if it's just they think, I don't know. They they were getting frustrated in their testing, and they didn't like the fact that everything has such a low TTK.
0: Well, anytime you allow the time to kill in the meta to mushroom to where it is, you don't leave room for other stuff to enter the playing field, like Hawkmoon or other weapons that they might be adding, or the adept weapons in trials. Like if if everything is already at its at its ceiling of amazing, and not necessarily ceiling of amazing, but like Crucible has a ceiling, and once you get to that ceiling of how fast everybody's dying. Where, how are you going to make room for other stuff? And it's so... Between mountaintop, recluse, shotguns, really ease-of-use snipers on on the sticks with a controller and aim assist, like, we're, we, you die so fast uh, in, in Crucible right now, maybe this was, like, their only way of making room for Hawkmoon and any other weapons they're trying to introduce because pBE the- c- p- p- B- e is different. In the Crucible, you can only kill Guardians so fast before you have to stop. And then it's like if you go any further than this, it's going to be dumb and it's going to feel like Call of Duty Hardcore mode, where I s- I spray my my I f- I like I twitch spray my, Famas and hit you with one bullet and you die. Like that's what <laughs> Hardcore Call of Duty felt like. They can't go yeah. that distance, so they're going to have to maybe, as you're saying, slow it down, dial some of it back to give some breathing room to different loadouts, different builds, different guns, and uh, and again, maybe stasis is a part of this equation, we just haven't seen it yet.
4: I mean, at the same time, though, like, it's... Are they really changing that much? Because they just homogenized everything, so nothing really is a standout. And actually, if anything, what they've done is create a more competitive space in the in the... Weapon category because now all of the all the guns are the same archetype, and what's going to stand out is the individual stats, or the or the effects, right?
0: I mean, it it, that's what people want, right? So then it comes down to pick the weapon you're the most comfortable with and become good with it, and you don't have to be like, I gotta play the meta, you know? I mean, it. I think that's why they did this one fifty down to one forty because no matter what they did 150 was in the sweet spot and 600 rpms are in the sweet spot too so it's, so it's like 600 rpm auto rivals so it's like that you, you you play the meta or you don't like that's why whenever you know people get mad at the meta it's like dude just lean into it or you're not going to have a good time but eventually yeah. that gets that gets kind of boring kind of old and so maybe that's the goal i I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope because the Crucible team (laughs) has made changes for five and six years, and there's always a meta that emerges. Not just in Destiny, but virtually any game. So we will likely have a meta that emerges within two to three weeks, if not less, in uh, Beyond Light. They didn't even
4: touch shotguns at all, or sniper rifles. I mean, they 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 adjusted the zoom right in the auto aim. Well, eh. And that
0: only affects uh, controllers because aim assist on a right. controller on a sniper was dumb. I mean, it was like, I, the game was getting kills yeah. for me. It was stupid. I was like, I did not hit that shot. Um, and some I of mean, the, higher it's skilled... the same
4: with auto rifles. Yeah. yeah. If you use, like, if anybody, if you use a, what is it, a gnawing hunger with a controller, it's like walking around with a sentry turret. Yeah.
1: It's hilarious.
4: Like, some of these clips that I've seen of people like, oh, they're cheating. I'm like, that's look. That looks like they're using a controller. <laughs>
0: like, the first, the first time I died to an auto rifle after all the changes, I thought it was an aimbot, and people were like, "No, no, no, that's just how they are now." And I was like, "What?" Like, I thought it was an aim. I thought it was because they were at like pulse rifle distance, and they melted me. And I was like, "I don't." I, wait, is that was that was that sus? Is that legit? People were like, no, 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 that's how auto rifles are right now. And I haven't played <laughs> since. I was like, "No thanks." Like it was absurd i i liked the i liked getting better with my hand cannon and i just didn't feel like i had any footing once people started using those it was just i was just getting shredded so yeah i i were over an hour and i got one more color so i do got to move on unless you had anything uh, pressing
4: i ha- I had one thing left which is that they shouldn't have just made a random 180 change and they should have given malfeasance more reserves that's it
0: wait you think malfeasance was the only one that should have gotten 180 love
4: no i think the malfeasance should have been given extra reserves because that thing chews through ammo now it's got a 19 round mag
0: oh i, I see what you're saying yeah yeah yeah. i mean maybe they could do a tweak later I, 180s don't make so. it 180s still don't make sense they didn't do anything to the no. reload so i'm still not going to use one i don't care if you give me more ammo the reload's stupid it's a fast fire gun why is it reloading like a like a sniper rifle, like it should not yep. be. It shouldn't have a slow reload either. So I don't think, I don't think they did enough to 180s. It feels like a half measure. So I don't think they'll get any more play than they do now. So all right, I'm gonna go to 4K Manning, dude. Thanks for calling in. All right, thank you. All right, 4K, bringing up the end of the call list here with a with a spicy one. It says Bungie's listening to a community, just not the right one. Go ahead, sir, and elaborate on that
5: hey thanks Lana, for having me on again for today uh yeah just to get right into it, i know you at the end of the stream here um i don't know how they released that twab yesterday and said like yep community is gonna love this i just the 600 auto i guess yeah sure that needed to be done
0: mm-hmm.
5: um i feel like they could have just nerfed gnawing hunger i don't feel like they needed to do a 600 auto whole nerf hmm. um and then also everyone knows like the, that TWAB and, and the changes they made seems very PVP heavy to where everyone knows the PVPs in a hard state already as it is where I don't think that that should have been the single focus of the TWAB where saying, hey, we're making all these changes to to all these guns strictly for PVP and rockets didn't get a buff there were so many things in the game that we could go into for hours that need buffs. I just feel like the changes they made are in no way a positive effect. Like, Ruinous Effigy is what put me over the top. Is why I don't understand the the nerf there. I mean, maybe maybe there's something coming that they said, wow, Ruinous is going to destroy this. So, um, kind of just wanted to do your feedback on that.
0: Yeah, <sighs> I feel like maybe they should have prefaced it with and maybe they did, maybe we completely glossed over this, but maybe there should have been a preface of a lot of these a lot of these changes are more focused on the PvP side of the game. There are PvE elements that we can't presently get into with respect to stasis and weapon changes, if that is yeah. indeed what's going on. Cause like as you're saying, like if this was meant to to, to satisfy or wow or do anything for the community at large most of the community plays PVE we always make up the majority we always yep. have we always will and the, so the majority of the community read this TWAB and they were like what the frick is all of this Like, this none of this matters to me and, yeah. and the the things that I were enjoying using in PVE Ruinous Effigy and Guillotine are getting nerfed so it's a bit of a bummer it's a bit of a womp womp it's like oh wow uh, what is hmm. all this I, th- you're getting at I think everybody's getting at different symptoms of a of a of a cause that I'm theorizing about. My theory is the cause here, they decided to shroud, hide, and withhold a ton of stuff that w- would make sense of like why this TWAB felt so PvP slanted. And maybe they feel like we can't get into these certain topics because it's touched on it's it's attached to so many other things so they can't yep. get into weapon design in pve because that would show us too much about stasis weapons they can't get into stasis weaponry because that would show us different perks and things that are coming so it, it's possible that the mystery element of how luke smith there keep said they're keeping their cards close to the chest is affecting the info delivery to the point that that's why we're having yeah. this conversation every week. It's like, what the frick is going on? Like, what information or like, what what is happening? I, I feel like I'm cl- like so clouded right now. I'm cloudy on so much. Um, yeah. Because yeah, this close to the launch, this doesn't even feel like it's addressing the majority of the player base. It's super narrow, and it even ends with the depth weapons and trials. And we're all sitting here th- saying like, wait, a minute, wait, wait, are, what are you doing with the depth weapons in PVE? Or what are, yeah. what, are what are we what are we
5: getting? Yeah, And then the fact that it, the, the TWAB is labeled, or however it was labeled on Twitter, is Sandbox and Arsenal Updates. like that. That So so what I'm getting, Bungie, is you're telling me that this is all of your Weapon and Sandbox Updates. That's not not going to fly with, and it's obviously not with, with 70% of the community, because how uh, I, I would love to know the percentage of how many people go to the Lighthouse and how many people play Comp PvP, because that's what that TWAB is for. It's for people who play Comp PvP. And go, who go to the lighthouse? And I know it's got to be a small percentage.
0: Oh, it is. It's the smallest portion of the community right now. That that's that's a terrible playlist. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's a it's in the be, it's in the worst shape. I mean, they did say this was a preview. Um, but sandbox is a term linked to PvP, is it not? Well, no, not necessarily, because a lot of times they do sandbox updates. They get into Uh, they get into the whole game like the, you know, the the, uh, when they talked about um, crit multipliers and damage perks and all of that that was a sandbox update and that was more about damage against uh, majors uh, minors, and majors and mini bosses if you remember that that Um, so now sandbox is pretty broad actually, but usually yes it is crucible meta concern, like people are concerned about crucible meta this is just very very slanted to the crucible crowd um, which Again, I just keep chalking up to there's a hundred things they're trying to keep a secret. And those a hundred things are attached to like five things each. So there's like yeah. 500 things they can't talk about. Like it just, I don't know. It continues to feel like they're shrouding things in mystery. And I'm hoping it's for our good and not to, you know, hide hide how small everything is and how thin everything is.
5: And I think uh, this ki- like came up last week. I think I actually put it as my like topic, but I didn't really touch on it. Um, does the Twab format and does that need to change? I feel like the Twab is just not not doing what it's supposed to and it's to make players feel like they're that they're that their questions are being answered and I feel like it's not being done. do you, do you think there needs to be an update
0: to the Twab? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the people that hang out here are very accustomed to like a Q&A format and a back and forth. I mean, maybe Bungie could could afford to to do something in a similar vein and say, hey, these are the hot topic items that we're seeing on Reddit and the forums, and um, maybe a, f- a community feedback summary. You don't need to even speak yeah. to it, but you could say community feedback summary and then like pick a hot topic. Like, yeah. you know, what are some of the things we've been talking about recently? Um I I would have to go to Reddit, but like things we've been talking about is the lack of loot drops out in the world and just be like, hey, we've heard your feedback on this and we're considering it. Like just so people see a representation of their feedback, that could be good. Um, You can't necessarily do like an AMA or a question and answer or something, but at least something to funnel in regular sort of this. Because when they're like, these are issues or situations we're aware of, those are usually bugs. I'm talking about like actual community feedback landing in the TWAB in a way that like people know their voice is being heard on a regular yeah. basis.
5: Yep, absolutely. Uh, that's that's all I got. I, I was super upset when that, not super upset, obviously, it's, a, it's a, not that crazy in the end, at the end of the day, but just that came out and I was like, this is your this is your sandbox, your sandbox and weapons update. I was really expecting a I didn't I, we all want a weapons 2.0 and I think it's deserved and I think it needs to be addressed, but uh, that's what I was really expecting and to get that yesterday it was just a real shocker.
0: I mean, when people were—I was getting ready to read it, and people were being real negative in the chat. I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Come on, this is supposed to be a sandbox mod. It can't be that bad." And then I got to yeah. the end of it, and I was like, "That's it? Like what?" That was all it was. And even if they don't do an Armor 2.0 update to weapons, it doesn't need to be that expansive. We still have a lot of just logistical problems with the weapons, as I mentioned many times today. If you want to run an Elemental primary, it's so restrictive to your loadout. There's only a couple of kinetic secondary options. And they're all yeah. very samey. They're, you know, what, three rapid-fire shotguns and a couple of snipers worth it, and then two exotics, you know, Izanagi and, and the Wither Horde. Like, that, that's another question that we have. Like, you don't have to necessarily do an armor 2.0 complete logistical system-wide overhaul, but do something to weapons. And I'm hoping yeah. that they've had to keep that a secret because of because of what Stasis weapons are bringing. So yep. maybe there's more that they haven't yet revealed because they have to keep it quiet for now.
5: And I'm cur- and I'm curious like with that last point you just put out like is there gonna be a stasis gnawing hunger or a stasis you know however many legendary like, stasis falling guillotine like I wonder if it's gonna be that big of a, an update to, or like an implementation of stasis do you think it's gonna go that far well every every legendary we have now there's gonna be a stasis elemental type or do you think it's gonna be they're gonna have their own kind of weapons.
0: Right. Like, are they going to go the route of letting me change the element on my weapon or the element can can be RNG based? Yeah, I don't know, because you're adding a fourth element, which means like, what do you do with match game? What do you do with shields? What do you do with, you know, end oh, yeah. game content with all that? I mean, I don't know. There's just <laughs> there's, uh, do you see new information yeah, causes of it, yeah. some of us to ask questions. It's like, OK, yeah. now I have a thousand questions. That's a cool idea, but I'm pressing in on it. Like, what what does that mean for all these things? I just rattled off.
5: And, and and that's and at the end of the day, this would be my last point. I think that's the topic we get on every day. Is is Bungie doing this breadcrumb? Like, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of this. Like, it's not good. It doesn't look good. I know it feels good to give out a breadcrumb and then come with this big expansion, but I think at the end of the day, when you when you feed your community breadcrumbs, like, you're you're they're seeing that hey, this is all you got for me. Like, this is all on this topic is these breadcrumbs. That looks bad. That looks like you're there's this is it. And I think that's why people are fearing the, the lack of info is because they feel like this is it. Like, this is all I'm going to pay for. And they're charging me more for it. And we, you know, obviously, let's get into a different conversation. But that, that's where it brings me to. And we, we get to the topic every day. Somehow, way. We, we, we go to sandbox changes into, into lack of info. And, and I think that's, that's just Bungie's, Bungie's way of doing it with these breadcrumbs. I think it's causing a lot of stress on the community.
0: Well, and I think it, one sentence would have calmed a lot of us down. Like, hey, a lot of you are going to feel like a lot of these changes are focused on PvP. We're doing a lot of things for PvE that we can't unveil right now because it's attached to too many changes and system things that we can't get into. I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, if that's yeah. if that's the case in one sentence, like, it kind of quells my fears, but the fact that they didn't say that makes me kind of go like, I don't know, maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe they don't have a lot yeah. of changes coming, you know? It's so... Yeah. We'll, uh. The we'll rocket keep... launcher put, put it over to the top. Yeah, that would too. It's like, they were just like, why even do it? Like, I'd rather you why, not yeah, do, do don't that? do anything. Because if that's what you're going to do, it's like, huh? It's like somebody coming in and being right. like, hey, we're finally going to paint that room for you. Oh, thank you. And then I come home and they painted half of one wall. I'm like, I would have rather <laughs> you've not done anything than this. Like, that's <laughs> what it feels like.
5: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. All that's right. That's all I got
0: thanks man, thanks for calling in, thank you to everybody who called in today, man, stellar day, huge day more records, like just, you know, tons of viewers, I think over 1100 viewers at one point, over 1000 likes, we did the Rageous Roundtable, we did a talk, we did a QA. and a we did the VIP, and VIP Fight Night is tonight, so if you're listening to this recording or you're here now, you're like, man this just seems like a dope place to hang out, make sure and subscribe to the YouTube channel, SNTRLive.com brings you to the live channel sntrvideos.com takes you to the video archive channel, and uh, I separated them, so this is a purely live channel now so if you haven't hit subscribe and like yet please do so if you've been enjoying the content it's safe for work, it's Monday through Friday it's like an interactive radio show podcast in the background you can keep me on Uh, and be sure to tune in tonight for VIP Fight Night and if you're listening to this recording another place another time, I appreciate you doing that please like, share, and subscribe